Full Squared Comics Podcast, Episode Six, Volume Three. I think six. that's right. Six, Volume Three. We'll go with it. I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together every couple of weeks. This time it's been three weeks because I went on vacation, and we talk about comic books and movies and TV shows, all comic book themed. And we stream on Facebook Live on Wednesdays at about nine o'clock, a little bit after nine o'clock ish. And then you can also find the podcast, the audio version, on um, any place where you listen to podcasts. iTunes, whatever. Uh, Spotify, whatever it is. Uh-huh. I guess so. Yeah. And Scott had brought his cool Arcadia Quest Usagi Ojimbo um, miniatures set that he Ooh. bought. See, look at that. Ooh, wow. See, we do board games, too. Yeah, we do a little bit of everything. But yeah. Good old Arcadia Quest. Cool. Good old Arcadia Quest. I want a beer. What do we got? We got the Dunkel or... Uh, Ooh, Valley View Vanilla Porter. That's right, the Vanilla Porter. I'm going to do that. Wow. Scott probably brought the Dunkels because he thought that's what I was going to take. So that's what no, no, no. Actually, Sorry. I've got, no, I've got a whole six-pack. I mean, I can just keep pulling these out. So. Still cool. buying the Sumerian, huh? Yeah, I think I'm pretty much done. Yeah. This, that, was, that one was pretty bad. I was finished after two. I actually issues. didn't read the last two issues. I just happened. I don't think I'm going to. So yeah, first let's hit our TV shows. So WandaVision ended. I don't think we've met since that ended. I just watched it last night. Oh, yesterday. okay. The WandaVision. Last one. You yeah. just now watched the last one? I was yesterday. not impressed with the ending. I thought that show started great, and I thought it really stuttered in the last two episodes or so. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I didn't care about the ending much. What did you guys think? I, I like the ending myself. Uh, I mean, the whole show was more about how... Wanda was trying to control her grief and everything, and I thought they did a pretty good job of of breaking that down, of having it almost be, you know, a little bit of a tearjerker type of finale there type of thing, you know, of her realizing I got to get past, you know, and moving yeah. on. Now, I mean, there was some things, some stuff that I don't think that they did quite as well with, you know, um, Monica Rambo or whatever. I, she was pretty much non-existent those last two episodes and they really didn't do much with her in that last one after kind of building her up a little bit yeah I um, think they'll do you know the so-called bigger. big bad of uh, agatha you know wasn't really you know that that big of a deal or something i mean it uh you yeah, know i think more like the fight just, was just them kind of waving their hands at each other and shooting energy bolts it yeah, just wasn't very interesting to me yeah I, I would agree i mean there wasn't too much in with some of that but overall i liked it and I was really digging the whole TV like montage thing, and then they just kind of abandoned that the last two or three episodes. Yeah, but I think that was a little bit of a what would you say? I think uh, that was like my favorite aspect of it. So I think that's part of that could have been part of it. What, yeah, kind just of, enjoy the first five episodes. Then I guess I will somewhat. Have to. Um, here's one thing that I that threw me off though. Part of the reason why I probably didn't enjoy the last episode as much. I didn't realize there was an after credit scene in episode seven. So when the white vision appeared, I'm like, where the hell did the white vision come from? That would probably throw you off. I was like, did I miss something? Yes, what, you did. What happened? Why is, how is there a white vision? Now this guy's bad. I don't understand what's happening. Because yes. usually there's not an after credit scene in but the middle of the that, series. That's that important, yeah. And it was pretty important information. Yeah. And so it's not like... You, so... 
Yeah, that was kind of frustrating. You gotta watch the end every time, dude. I watched the end. It was after the credits. When the credits yeah, pop I up, I turn off. You can't you do, that. do that. But not for that, every episode. Hasn't Marvel trained you? I know. That's yeah, for like the Marvel. end of a movie or the end of a series. Like on The Mandalorian, there wasn't after credit scenes in episode seven. There was stuff at the end of episode eight. I don't know what to tell you. WandaVision did it for several episodes. So I missed other things? Uh, probably. probably. Awesome. Because they, they did it for like the last three? Do you really four? feel like you missed something? No, no I'm serious. Like when the episode started, I'm like, what yeah, the hell is going on? There, where did the white vision the come white vision from? What, what's going on? I really had no idea. And my family's like looking at me and I'm like, are you guys as confused as I am? Because I don't know what the hell's going on. But you probably have problems then too with Monica like being there in Ralph Boner's house or whatever too, right? Or, uh, maybe. I don't know. I was, was I was out of source scene, like the first well. 10 minutes. I was trying to, I was so, like, I felt like I was playing catch up. I'm like, what? I don't know what's going on. That's your fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I should, they need to tell me that there's something after the credits they want me to watch. They, they did if you'd like read anything. If you would like, just get online, open Yahoo, and I uh, usually online five seconds. I went to the end of every episode. I do too. Oh, I do. That's because past the credits, everything, just to make more of mine. You know more the reason why I do that. Scott likes to do the credits for the other languages. No, it's because the fact that if you don't, sometimes, especially when Disney Plus first started, if you didn't like go all the way to the end, it won't start the next episode. No, it would show it in my. You you you, you want to continue finish. watching? That's yeah. right. You know, type so of annoying. Things. Disney like, is what? so bad at like cueing the next episode thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like there's credits. Cue the next episode. No, we're gonna watch the credits. God, you guys are like. I'm like, dude. I'm used white. to Netflix. Netflix credits start within like five seconds. It's saying next episode. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. That Hit is that true. thing. That is you true. guys but, are like white crybabies. Like no, I'm a it's uh, first world problem. Per, first it's world, a first world problem. First world yeah. white problem here. Well, I, the other thing is like Netflix always knows like what I've been watching and it pops it up and it seems like it can read my mind. Disney Plus, I'm always like searching for what I want. I'm like, why isn't it just popping up and telling me what I want? Really, Net, Netflix is horrible for me, but I think it's because oh. we all watch it. Oh, you don't have your own account for each person. No, but that's because. <laughs> It's messy. So you have like five people on your account, yeah. or five households. They're gonna, they're gonna crack down on that. I've just what I hear. I've heard they're gonna try, but I don't know how they're gonna do that. To tell you the truth, it sounds well, like they're gonna the have like another password or another <laughs> thing that you. Type well, in. I went like on vacation. Like I was at my in-laws' house in Arizona. Well, I was queuing up like different streaming things. It's I because I want to watch it, and I'm on vacation. I should be able to watch it wherever I want, right? So I don't know how they're gonna know that. I don't know. Yeah. I, the thing I saw, it said something about it was going to pop up a thing and said, Is this me. really you? Is this really you? If it isn't, maybe you should think about paying for it. If you're sharing it, I don't think that's going to nudge you and convince you. Like, oh no. I know. <laughs> I guess I should. Let me think about my life choices. Anyway. What yeah. about Falcon and Winter Soldier? And Winter I Soldier. thought that first episode was great. I did too. I thought it was good. I really I mean, liked the good action there at the beginning, and then the rest of it was kind of you know it was like it's character set up. Set up That's right. Stuff. But I thought it was good character set up. Yeah. But, uh, I really liked the whole. Uh, I liked the twist with the Winter Soldier, how he was with that guy, and you didn't quite know why he was with that guy till the end, and you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was cool. I thought that was an interesting, like, why was it was that? a nice twist. What? I don't remember why. Because he killed, Cause when he, he killed was over, so he killed the guy's son. Yeah. Oh, really? He, I didn't, yeah. That he didn't catch that. Yeah, they did a well, flashback. The well, flashback, beginning. His dream, you know, type thing. He was basically. shooting that guy in the hallway. Yeah. Well, you didn't know, but then later on, they kind of gave you a clue that that was that guy's son that he was hanging out with. Uh, I didn't catch And that. that's why he was kind of hanging around with him. Yeah. I thought he was like an old war buddy. No, that's what I thought at first. That's what I thought at first, too. But then when he had the picture of his son in there, I was like looking at it. Of course, Brandy had to tell me. She's like, that's the dude that was in his dream in the beginning. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't catch yeah. that. So, it, was, it was pretty subtle, but I did pick up on it. And I didn't catch that that was Batroc either. Yeah, it kind of looked like him. Because Batroc, is, is he the guy who was in like the elevator with Captain America that one time? Is that the same know. character? I thought he was the guy of whatever movie. He was on the ship in he like the Civil ship. War. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was in the ship in whatever movie War. that was. Yeah. That, yeah. No, that was uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. He was on no, the boat. No, I think it was. This? I he was know. on the boat? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I need to go back was... and watch 20 Marvel movies, I guess. Yeah. No, it, well, Winter, here's the other thing. So Winter I'm watching Soldier it, and the they're talking one. about the blip, and they're saying how he has no credit for like five years, and I'm like, was Falcon... Part of the blip because I can't keep track of yeah, who wasn't know. the blip and isn't like I'm supposed to have like a Rolodex of who got well, here's out the big key about well the then I thought about it. it's like well it's all the main Avengers that's right who were in Endgame like Ant Man right. and then the main Avengers were the ones who didn't get blipped basically. and Rocket and that was really about it yeah so, Rocket didn't get blipped no he didn't was he in Endgame oh yeah he was okay yeah yeah so it was really weird but that's the big key is the you original have to think Avengers. Back. And, and then and Rocket like maybe and these little Ant-Man. couples, yeah. Yeah, couple yeah, little here and there. But, but yeah, that's true. So Because Nebula, I think, was another one as well. But, but they didn't get blipped, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of, it was like, man, there's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, yeah. there is. Well, well I'm trying and, to pull back the, the memory and going, what? Yeah, who did that? See, if, if these movies would have came out when we were... 12, 10. It wouldn't have been a problem. It wouldn't be a problem because we watched them 50, 50 freaking times and, and we memorized everything. And we didn't have so much now. stuff in our brain. This right? is why I knew that one guy was from Winter Soldier on the boat because I've watched Winter Soldier probably 50 times. Gotcha. I've, I, that's like my go-to whenever I'm like wondering, hmm, I just want to sit back and you know, have something on the background. That's oh, the way I am that? with Thor Ragnarok. I've probably uh, watched that more than anything. I could see that as but, well, yeah. But I still probably couldn't pull something out of that movie. Like Really? Well, I mean I can I can pull a lot of stuff out of it, but little He disguised himself as a snake because he knew I like snakes or something like that. Or scary <laughs> snakes sometimes. <laughs> the part where he's talking about uh, Oh, I did watch uh, uh, I did watch Old Guard on Netflix. Yeah. That was pretty it. solid. I know. I, I thought that was a good movie. That, that yeah. was like a year and a half ago. No, it wasn't. It was like maybe a year ago. Uh, I was going to say it's close to a year ago. <laughs> it was like one of the first ones I watched in this whole freaking, you know, and I pandemic mess. I think I fell asleep when I watched it because I think Dad was staying with us. And yeah. it was up really late and I was like falling asleep and I never went back and watched it again. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I, I finished checking it. I thought it was really well done. For a Netflix movie, one of the better ones. And I hadn't read the comic. Like, I know there is a comic, and I know Greg Rucker wrote it, and I never read it. I actually just recently finished, because I've been reading all my stuff, I just finished the second one. Because there was... Yeah. There's going to be three. And they just started soliciting the, the third. third. Yeah. So. Cool. 
So, did you see that uh, Keanu Reeves has already turned his Berserker comic after one issue into a Netflix deal? He's making a movie of it. Yeah, of course. No. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, Netflix optioned me. it for a film and Keanu Reeves is going to star in it. It's basically just a way for him to make a movie. Oh. And own it, I guess. I suppose. Speaking own of... Get Matt Kent to write it for you and have some other guy draw it and I own the IP because it was my idea. And yeah. There you go. That's the way to do it. Fucking brilliant. Speaking of Matt Kent, did you hear about the mind management thing? NFT? Yeah. Yeah. What are your... I have mixed feelings. Like it kind of is he making his own NFT, NFTs? Or? He's doing like a mind management thing, but it's going to be as an NFT. It's a comic book. Right. He's doing a, new, but, so a he's standalone. Okay. That's what I was curious on, because it seems like there's a lot of talk going on, especially in the you know artist yeah. world and stuff yeah. related to these NFTs. And I think the artists are even... You know, somewhat. Well, all the artists wondering. at first they were on it, then they were then they figured out how much energy it takes, yes. and now they're all against it. That's right. Yeah. And so there are a few people on that cartoonist kayfabe thing. They're like, "That's I don't know. These NFTs are pretty dicey. I don't know. That that What's seems that? a dick move or whatever." Non fungible token. Yeah, non fungible. Yeah, I, I understand, but what's uh, I hear this, and I don't. I'm not smart enough or care enough and to, I'm not to smart enough. delve into it. But what is? Why does it take so much energy? Because it's it's like a cryptocurrency. So there's some right. computer that's got this huge like uh, algorithm that it runs to like encrypt it and to keep it the blockchain, so you can keep track of who owns it and all that jazz. And so it takes all this energy to do that. Because it's taking all the the power, so to speak, to make sure that it's all secure and. I mean, it's like when they mine cryptocurrency because you know you can mine it. Right. Right. So like people have these giant computer servers like in their basement, like five of them, and it basically they don't have to use any heat during the winter because these servers yeah. pump out so much energy and heat. You know. Right. That's it's just very energy. And I think the same thing is going on with these NFTs. Is um, yeah. is Kent gonna get a piece of this movie thing then? I don't think he owns anything. Doesn't he just work for hire at that point? I don't know. I think he's just work for hire. So basically, yeah, he's creating... My which... real question is how much does Boom get a piece of? I don't know. Very little. I don't know. And I'm guessing Counter Reeves, he's a pretty savvy guy and he's been in the business for a long time. I'm sure his contract is pretty good and I'm guessing he owns most of it. But maybe Boom gets some of it. I doubt Kent or Garney get anything. I think they're just hired hands. Hmm. Maybe they get royalties on the comic, though. That know. could be, yeah. And maybe they get something. I don't know. Keanu Reeves sounds like a good guy, too. Maybe he, you know, maybe he shared some of it. I, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's some. If he has an agent, I'm guessing his agent said don't give them some, anything. Some cost-sharing type of things there. Yeah. I have no idea. So, what the freak? It's a good podcast when Don just sits there and reads this one. Well, I'm trying to <laughs> He's figure trying out. To find I went to the. Are no, you looking at the NFT at, or are you looking up Berserker? I'm looking up the NFT. It's up to $1,706. Oh, the Matt Kent one? Yeah. Woohoo. It's got seven days. So basically, he's creating an NFT comic. And he's auctioning it off. And he's auctioning it off. So there's only going to be one. Correct. And if anybody's. Like, this is right up Matt Kent's wheelhouse. And if you read the... Like, I can see that. Because he's always, like... He's playing with formats. He's, he's playing with stuff. formats. And he's and it even fits into, like, you know, how he does different 
I don't know how to like. But that doesn't mean that he won't publish it in another format. It's just this guy's gonna. He own said it. he's not going to. Oh, he's not. He said he's not going to. Does he, the guy who buys the guy it can who buys he publish it? it? Probably. Mm-hmm. I would assume. The only thing that he can do is he can release it for free. Okay. On the internet, he cannot make money off of it. Like, there's a clause in it that says gotcha. you cannot publish this later on. Yeah, I think a lot of those NFT digital art things are like that. Like, you oh, can yeah. have it, but you can't reproduce it. Or right. Yeah. But well, uh, well, that anybody else can like reproduce the image though too, you know, and things so to speak. That it's just not that they have the same. But Mac can't. At least what I read and what I remember, he said he's never gonna. This is made one time. He's like, this is an experiment. He's like, I want to see what happens. Because the whole book is basically what is information, what is free, yeah. what is this. Like, that's what the whole book that he's creating is. So it's kind of an experiment. And he said something about, you know, it'll be interesting. If the guy wants to release it into the world for everybody to share, that's fine. If he wants to keep it for himself, that's fine. Yeah. If he wants to read it and destroy it, that's fine. We'll see what happens. I love these experiment things. Like when Radiohead released that album, and it was like, just pay what you want. Just well, everybody else was saying, it's like, who's the... The group that did that and they made one copy. Uh, everybody's comparing it to that now. This line management thing. Hmm. Uh, there was like a group, um, band that made one. Copy a band they made one, one copy of a record and they sold it and then somehow it's like owned by the United States or something now. Hmm. I don't know. Wow. I can't remember. Oh. I wish I could remember stuff that I read. But yeah, that would be nice for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't. Hey, Don, I'm right there with you. But uh, yeah, I anyway, know. I don't know. I mean, I get, like, if anybody was going to do it, it would be Matt Kent. It would be Matt Kent. And I kind of get what he's doing and what he's saying because he's basically just taking what is art. Like, is art an idea? Is art a thing? What is this? What is a story? What's an idea? Like, I get it. It just kind of irritates me because I want to read the damn story. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're going to create it. The NFT then, thing is kind of weird. It's like, I mean,. A lot of the stuff, it's available. Like, there's a digital copy that you can find on your phone or whatever. You just own the, like, one digital copy that they're saying is NFT or whatever. Right, so it's really right. just to say, oh, look, I have the single. I have this I have thing it. with the It's really just for bragging rights. But That's right. At least with, like, original art, you own a physical thing. To me, the appeal is not there at this point to own, like, a digital thing. No. And, I mean, for some people, maybe it is. Obviously, it is. But I did me, watch... I did watch uh, a little bit. I didn't get all the way through it, but it was a deal that they had. It was like a YouTube video, and there were Felix Art, and there was like another art dealer on there. Yeah, they were going to get into it, and then he backed off because of the environmental impact thing. Uh, Well, the video I watched, they were both kind of going in on it. But they were saying that with an NFT, with that artwork, Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works, but every time that artwork is sold, sold, the original artist the original artist gets a gets a piece of it correct because it's like cryptocurrency so it's tracked right like right. It's a, like it's got a they call it blockchain so it like has a a history of every person it's gone through right you know? so there's like they call it blockchain and it like basically just has a history that's attached to it and so um, whenever it's sold yeah the artist gets a chunk or whatever yeah and so they were saying hey this could be a good thing for artists because yeah. it could be I don't know how much they it were, is or they were whatever, saying but that it, it could be sustainable. Correct. Like, they were saying, like, in a perfect world, they're like, what if we could get rid of, like, the hero initiative or whatever, where artists, they can 
get their own income. Like we don't need a hero initiative because artists are taken care of because yeah, they're getting pieces of this NFT yeah. artwork as it gets sold. Well, California passed a law that said anytime original art is sold, like a physical original art, that that has to be pay a royalty to the original artist. Hmm. If it's over a certain amount. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So just only sell original art in California. <laughs> if you're the artist. If yeah. You're the artist. <laughs> Huh, that's weird. How do they do that though? Like, how's that? Mean? How's that? How can they enforce it? I don't know. I mean, how do they enforce taxes? I, have no idea. I mean, I guess the same way they enforce taxes, Don. It's easy to do Money this. is well, transacted, and then this I mean, is the law. You have to pay this much to the artist. I mean, I mean, how do you enforce it? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people get around it. But. And like, what is it? What is it? A percentage? Like, yeah, it's like it, of the profit or something. Or something. Like, yeah, whatever. It sells if, for. if I bought a piece of artwork. For two hundred dollars, whoever sold it, whoever sold it has to give a percentage back to the artist. Okay, but then I sell it for four hundred dollars, and whatever you sell it for has to give so a percentage I, back. So to the what? Artist. Just the difference of what I earned off of it, the no, 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 or I don't think so. the percentage I think of the, the percentage of the okay. sale price. Huh. Okay. How long ago did this happen? I don't know. Google it. California original art. Percentage okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I remember reading about it back then. I think somebody on Facebook was talking about it. It may not have passed. It may have been like a proposal. I don't know. I just know it was a thing people were talking about. Are you sure this wasn't just a thing like on that TV, that new TV show, Mr. Mayor? Could have been. Okay, Justice League. Oh, yeah, talk about that. The four-hour crap (laughs) fest. No, I don't know. Did you like it? Overall, I'd have to say probably no. So I was talking to Nick, and he watched it. And I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like if I watch it, I really need to go back and watch the extended version of Batman versus Superman and then watch it. He's like, Nick's like, yeah, I did that. (laughs) It's like, so now we're talking, it's like eight hours of my time. He's like, well, it's more like seven hours. I'm like, okay, technically it's seven hours of my life. Snyder went back and did like a Snyder cut of Batman versus Superman. He did a director's cut of Batman versus Superman. That's on on HBO Max. It's like three and a half hours long or something like this. I wanted to. And I don't think I ever watched it, but everybody always said that that was was so much better. But I think, but here was my problem. Batman versus Superman, I don't know that there was anything you could do to make that one better, except for just not have made the damn movie. Because that one just pissed me off so much that just from an overall plot and everything else, I don't know that you could have made that good to me. Uh, I'm still pissed off. So then I'm thinking, do I really need to go back and watch Man of Steel? Then and then Justice League? And then go watch Wonder Woman. And then we're talking like I don't even remember... But then I remember... No, Snyder didn't make Wonder Woman. I don't care about that. Oh, that's true. I don't remember anything about the original... The original uh, Justice League. Justice League. So, so let me ask you a question. So at the beginning, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So at the beginning, when Superman dies or whatever, and ha- is that even in Justice League? That whole that beginning whole, with Superman the, the, and where he screams where, and it and it yeah, resonates through the scream is resonating. Not that I remember, but okay. maybe I don't know. You remember that a Superman scream resonating throughout the universe? No, didn't he die in the? Uh, he Batman died in Batman vs Superman. But at the very beginning of this of Snyder's Justice they League, back to he's him. kind of that's how he's starting it with his opening credits Fair is enough. showing that he got killed, you know, and things and and how it happened there in his slow mo that he uses throughout the entire film yeah. point of view. But he scream Superman screams and the scream goes on and on and on and it seems to awaken 
the the blocks, whatever the hell those things were called. Yeah, you know, the, the mother, mother, boxes. Boxes. mother boxes. Mother boxes. Yeah. Just a quick segue. So I did start. I like started watching the Batman versus Superman extended cut, like five minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And the first five minutes, it's basically just Bruce Wayne's parents getting murdered in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> it's like five minutes of. It's like I'm pretty sure I've seen Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered before, but hey, <laughs> let's do it in slow mo where he's like shooting the dad, and then for like. Uh, and then he's shooting the mom, and he's like pulling back the gun and breaking the pearls, and it's like, and everybody's falling in slow motion. It's awesome. Well, it's the greatest thing ever. This whole it's like a Frank Miller comic. That whole opening motion. with the scream and things. I mean, it lasts what five minutes? Yeah, it was like an hour. Like an hour. Superman but here's scream. the thing. Okay, so overall, there's a lot of beats that are the same as the original Justice League movie. You know, kind of. You're right. In some cases. The backstories are, you know, enhanced, you know, definitely, especially for the Flash. Oh, yeah, the Flash and Cyborg. Okay, but here's my problem. I watched the Flash one. Aquaman. I watched the Flash one, and there's some really cool special effects there, but why? I mean, I understand why they put that on the cutting room floor. That's the reason why it got cut. That's right. You know? (laughs) We're sitting there watching it, and that scene, because he's in the pet store. Yeah. And then he takes off. Uh Uh-huh. And... I think so. When he runs, like he runs so fast that he burns his shoes, right? Yes. Well, he twists so fast that he just his shoes, yeah. To say he, yeah. So, so my wife's like, so he runs so fast, he ran right out of his shoes. Pretty <laughs> much, like, I guess. Yeah. And then I thought about it later. I'm like, no, I think they burned up. Like I think they disintegrated. Well, like, he didn't like run that. out of his shoes. He did just seem to split <laughs> apart, but. I don't know that whole thing. Oh, let me grab this hot dog out of the air. Right. I don't know. And he it's gives it to the dog. Trying to, you know, it. You know, and then they don't ever revisit, you know, this girl thing, you know, or right. whatever. And I mean, I'm well, sure that was going to be, be a for the Flash for the, movie later. For the Flash movie, but you could have had that whole scene <laughs> or something better, movie. you know, in the Flash movie. You didn't need that to develop the character. You didn't need you it, know? but I felt like okay. So like I was talking to a guy at work. About the Justice League movie, and I think because like Marvel did it the right way. Oh, of course, we've like, said that many times, right? But DC was trying to play catch up, so like the so Justice League do movie, each individual movie within the right. Movie. But no, what I'm saying is like when Justice League came out, it was like they just jammed everything together, like yeah. they were no, so far behind. That was Batman versus Superman. Well, it was, pissed, which is a piss poor start. Which it is fucked up everything else down the road. Exactly, but. Justice League was, let's throw a bunch of people together, and we don't have a lot of backstory. Well, we don't have everybody get their individual movie ahead of time, and then we come together. That's right. Like, that's not there, so they crammed it all together, and I was just like, I, they, it just and felt too fast. And they were hoping to have these split-offs off of that, which I understood, and I, I maybe that's why when I went into the original, the first Justice League movie, you know, or whatever you want to say, Joss's version, you know, type thing, it's... It was I maybe I went in with so low expectations after Batman vs Superman. I thought, yeah, it was okay, you know, type of thing. Right. But I felt it was like that type of case where, you know, you may go back now and watch like, say, Captain America and go, yeah, it's okay, you know, type right. of thing. Because it was their thing to try to start with these little splinters, you know, that were coming off of it, you know, type of case. In in this one, yeah, you're right. He's not only trying; he's going. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw in their backstories here, as well as I'm going to totally just 
trash the whole ending, you know, type things. I, I said trash. That's a little bit too much. There's some bits and pieces there. And I do have to give it to them for some of the action there at the end seemed to be, I think, a little bit better than Joss's version. You know, I felt like he gave a little bit better screen time to each one of the characters. They had their place of what they're trying to do at the end to try to defeat Steppenwolf, I felt like. You know, and it made... The overall plan, I think, made a little bit more sense to me for whatever reason in Snyder's version than Joss's version. Right. But, well, and god the, dang, oh, that, that first freaking two and a half hours, though, there's reasons why... They half that shit ended up on the cutting room floor. But you yeah, know, type thing. This you didn't the... need it because it just slowed down the pace incredibly, you know, and it's not really buying you much. In his slow-mo and taking forever with these damn characters, you know, type thing just were driving me up the wall. Yeah. But yeah, and I guess maybe even some of the music. I mean, some of the weird things. I mean, when they meet Aquaman and he's going off into the freaking ocean there at the beginning they they're singing some they like, like africa gay? oh yeah that was terrible no they're singing like some gaelic irish scandinavian like yeah. freaking song like the, the the ladies are all standing on the coast like singing for like five minutes yeah, i know and it keeps going and yeah it keeps going i mean it's not going. quite five minutes but it's more than like 10 seconds, you know, type oh, yeah. things. I and mean, so it just it went on long enough. Up. I went, what the hell are we doing? Oh, yeah, it went on long but, enough that I had to turn the volume down on the, <laughs> the television. So the thing I liked about this is that Darkseid was Darkseid even mentioned in the original? He was mentioned, he was mentioned. So but they have him a whole lot more in this. They didn't have him at all in the original one. Yeah, I thought they made something there, there but you probably they may have mentioned him, but they Maybe didn't they show him. Yeah, okay. And so one of the things that irritated me about the first movie was like with mother boxes and you know the parademons and all that stuff. It's like that's all apocalypse. That's all dark side. Like where the hell is dark side? Who's the Steppen Steppenwolf guy? You know what I mean? And so I think the the few scenes that they had with dark side. And the way they tied it together, I enjoyed it more because it made more sense to me. Well, I do admit that the big battlefield scene, you know, that they were doing, you know, when she's telling, Wonder Woman's telling the story. Yeah, was that uh, in the original? No. Okay. Uh, well, I think that it was, but it was in a very small, it, there again, it was <laughs> truncated, you know, type thing in which it lasted, you know, like, you know, five seconds <clears throat> versus the 30 minutes that this one lasted or whatever the hell it was. It's, a, it's definitely a big chunk, but uh, it's... It, I, I actually thought that was good. Yeah, I do admit that that addition was was pretty decent. Although, there again, it doesn't make like Darkseid seem like that big of a baddie because they basically one big axe to his freaking shoulder blade and was enough to kind of take him out. So you're kind of like, huh? Why am I supposed to worry about this guy? So I don't know. You know, it, it didn't present him in a very threatening light, you know, type of perspective either. But I thought Steppenwolf, though, was a whole lot, seemed to be a better bad guy than I this did one. Too. You know, and I think well. his, I don't know if they changed the way he looked, but he looked better. I don't yeah, know if they changed yeah, the special effects. Except but. for I hated the his freaking voice. Why do they have to have all these guys from another planet with a freaking dark, you know, this low, uh, whatever voice that's hard as hell to understand in my old age, but... That's why I just turn on the closed Close captioning. Closed captioning, but yeah, I couldn't have mine. So. <laughs> um, so in the Aquaman movie, because I kind of blocked it out of my mind. It's best that way. When when they speak, 
do do they, they have to, to do they bubbles? have to go in air bubbles or is there a different way in the Aquaman movie when they speak? Like do they literally have to have an air bu- every time in this the two or three times that they show Atlantis yeah or under the water yeah. they're floating around and they have they want to talk around and when they talk to each other they make an air bubble and then they talk that must be a Snyder thing Justin Lin wasn't big on that I'm like are you kidding me. Like these guys are floating around and they gotta make an air bubble to Every talk. Every time they want to talk. I'm to like, each other. I understand they're doing it for our benefit so we can hear them, but that's this is stupid. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty bad. I I do think that so they did keep though some of the comedic flavor, you know, of, of the Flash yeah. in particular. You know, well, when, Flash and Aquaman really played off of each other. Yeah, they did pretty good, you know. And if way. I'm Bruce Wayne and I'm picking up Flash and I'm in that car. There's no way in hell I'm letting him bring a fucking pizza in there in my car, dude. I have <laughs> billions of dollars. If he makes a mess, I just buy another one. So you know, hell, I just bought the well, bank that. Owns, no, and you know, I know, Clark's and that house. really that irritated me too. Because at the end, he's like, "Well, how did you get the how did you get the house?" He's like, "Well, I bought the bank," and I'm like, "Dude." Just buy the house. You could have just bought the house. Like, seriously? <laughs> like, if you have that much money, oh, you could just walk into okay. the bank and go, hey, I'm going to buy this house. You but that does remind the me. Bank. On the freaking 15 epilogues that were at the end, what the fuck was with that goddamn dream of Bruce's? With the Joker? With the Joker and the, uh, you know, the, the whole apocalyptic look it's and all... Mira and whatever the fuck yeah, is the, like the... the death pool, death lock, whatever the fuck his name yeah. is, Slade. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Slade Wilson. So there you go. I yeah, well, there Wilson. was that. Okay, so like the huge big, well, are you going to watch it? Not now. Well, was, the, the big, big spoiler reveal or whatever was the... You can totally spoil it. The Martian Manhunter. Oh, At least for me. Yeah, Martian Manhunter's got like two little bits, but I could care less about that. I, I think I already had heard that. I was in there. I, I just heard don't that. understand. I mean, he puts in this like, that thing, that scene is like 10 minutes long, I think. With what? With, with, with this whole, that whole apocalyptic thing with, you know, Joker and him oh, and yeah. Vera and all this. It's all you know, up. and I mean, it's, it's, it's basically a 10 minute long setup for something else. You know, maybe well, now the campaign needs to start to have. Some, I know, but it, it makes no man. sense to me to have it in this fucking movie. It's you setting know? it up. All it is, he's setting up the next it's five like, fucking movies. But it's not even like an after credits. He's setting up the next. This is like Batman ten movie. minutes of a of a scene for another movie. I'm just like, why is it there? It, it it's made, called job security, dude. I guess. It, <laughs> no, he thought war, it was. War Media said he that tried, they said they're doing the Snyder Cut and they're done I with know. Snyder's vision. I, know. I don't know. I mean, as a film type the, of perspective, the most, I, some of those, I mean, I see some of that and I go, well, this is why, you know, they didn't let somebody, you know, just freaking, you know, why they don't let these directors probably make their entire damn vision because they put too much shit in there, you know, in some cases, you know, or whatever else. Now, the thing you know, it, it's neat that he got the opportunity to do it, you know, and put it out, put it out, and I'm glad that they, you know, actually let him do some of that. And there, I, there are some really good things, like we talked about, the dark side type stuff. I think his overall battle at the end made a little bit more sense. Um, there's other, some sporadic things, you know, in there that did good, you know. But then I can also point out the fact that, you know, I, I think some of the music score just kind of drove me nuts in some cases. He really liked to have these particular 
you know, musical tones for the different characters, which is neat. But, you know, when they're constantly hearing this background singing, I don't really need to have that. Um, you know, and other scenes in which there's just flat out reasons you can tell, you know, from an overall pacing of the thing, if you're not making yourself a freaking Netflix series, you don't need that stuff in there, mm. you know, which is really what this should have been was probably, you know, eight episodes of a half hour long with the way that he was trying to do his different parts, you know, and stuff. Uh, you're right with that whole part type thing. That was actually kind of neat, you know, in there, but that's what they should have done. They should have said, here is our, you know, six episode Snyder cut of the Justice League and just have one part after another. You I don't know, think it matters. Probably not, because people would have binge watched it anyway. Watch it anyway. You're just right. Put it all together. You're, you're probably right. If you're pissed off, turn it off, go walk away, play a video game for an hour, come back. Come back the next day. Because uh, my problem here. is I probably never come back to it. Well, that, that, so. that's fine. But that's okay, too. The thing, the, most, the thing that irritated me the most is why did I have to have the goddamn bars on the side of my TV? Oh, yeah, that that's pissed true too. me off. You uh, put it in a 4x3 format. Why did, yeah. why did he do that? I don't know. Because I everybody know. has widescreen television. I know why. Yeah, that's what, why. Because he filmed it for IMAX. Uh, yeah, but so does Christopher Nolan. And his doesn't come out for 4x3. But did you see the thing at the beginning? The very beginning, they're like, we're going to prevent this movie in 4.3 because that's the way Zack Snyder had it envisioned to be seen. No. That's we're going to we're gonna respect... Who envisions your film as 4x3? Respect the integrity of Zack Snyder and show you this movie it's a double in a crappy 4.3. Now version. I really don't want to watch it if it's 4.3. Yeah, it's 4x3. 3. It is, it is 4.3. But honestly, that didn't really bother me. That bothered me because it's like, everybody's like, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll... But the, you won't realize it after a while. No, I realized it. See, my, my thing is... So, <laughs> two fucking okay. bars on the side of my but TV. I watched it on a 75-inch television, so that's probably why it didn't bother me as much. Because it was just huge as it was. I, I watched it on like a 60-inch TV. And it still bothered you? Okay, Bob. Damn, okay. It's irritating. Damn. I hate 4.3. <laughs> Wow. Hate for a reason, man. Well, what okay. kind of film director envisions his movie in 4-3? He filmed it in 4-3 because he filmed... I don't know the technical. All I know, like, it doesn't is, make is sense IMAX to me. IMAX 4-3? No, IMAX, IMAX is 181, yeah, which so, is not 4-3. So I don't the, know. The, so. <laughs> well, okay, so I heard two explanations. And the, the IMAX one makes more sense. Because but that's it would if the, that was uh, the actual format for but the IMAX, other one that, not. The other one that I heard was that he shot on a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pretty that sure makes more even, sense to me. Sure <laughs> shoot it on a cell phone. I don't think either of those are true. But okay, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm it's IMAX. Some for something, it's it has to do with IMAX. That's why. Yeah, maybe there are some. So he filmed IMAX it for IMAX, even though it's going to be released on HBO Max. He thought it was going to be released in IMAX when he shot the damn movie, when it was going to be theatrically released. Mm. The original movie. Oh, yeah. And okay. because of the fact that you can tell so much of that was probably what he had. Because I don't even know how much he brought in people for reshoots and things. I actually thought the, that he did better clean up digitally, I think, of... Uh, the Harry, mustache? Yeah, the mustache. Than well, he had more money it. this time. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't... So they were saying that this movie doesn't have the same viewership numbers as Wonder Woman 1984. That's because every, every... Everybody's already seen it. Yeah, I mean... Well, no, but I mean... People aren't as interested. I, it's because... And I'm not picking on you, Scott, but it's because... 
Every well, actually, you didn't pick on me. Did you like Wonder Woman eighty four? No. No. Okay. Nobody, nobody liked that movie. Yeah, but everybody wanted to like it yes. because everybody liked the first one. I did. I did so, the first one, and you could pick on me on that one. I did like. I'm saying well, the general it's population. Wonder Woman 1984 was new completely. Yes. No one had seen it, and people were excited about it. And it had. And it had. The Mandalorian in it? It had Pedro Pascal. It had the role. It had the, it had the momentum. Yeah. From the totally. first Wonder Woman that yeah. got critical acclaim that everybody fucking loved because it was the greatest movie ever. Because yeah, that's was, not true. But no, it is. Maybe, it had the momentum. I agree. Plus. Yeah. It had been pushed back. I don't know how many fucking times. Yeah, no, I we agree. were in a pandemic. Yeah, people it came were out on Christmas. That. People were excited. I was excited. I was excited to, to watch, watch the damn movie, and yeah. it sucked yeah. ass. Yeah, but what well, I'm saying Justice is, Justice League people are as excited because right because it's, everybody it's hated nobody. Nobody liked Justice League, and some people anyway. aren't aren't in on Snyder's vision. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think he's a very good director. Right, he's not a good filmmaker. I, know, I like Three Hundred. 300 is good, but that's the only good movie he's made. Sucker Punch was horrible. I mean, it was visually great, but there was no story. You know, Watchmen, <laughs> Travesty. Really? I kind of oh. And then it, uh, it's, Man of Steel, okay. And then Batman vs. Superman, what the hell? It's getting actually, worse. You should be getting like, better. I actually like Man of Steel. Isn't he supposed to be making like a zombie movie? And the reason I like Man of... Never mind, I won't get into it. Let's... Man of Steel is not bad. But here's my but thing: that's I think that's the best of the three. I think I, I think Snyder is a decent filmmaker, you know, type of thing. He's a hack. But I do think that he, you know, tends he doesn't hack. know when to rein it in. I think <laughs> He's in like cases. Tarantino, but with no talent. Wow, that's pretty. Weird. That wouldn't go quite that. Hey, far. dude, I know you don't have very many comics anymore, but do you use that CLZ? <laughs> yeah, I do. Did you know? Did you know? Did you, sorry. Are we done? <laughs> Are we do you have more to say? No. I don't done. care. Do you have more to say? I don't, I don't want to cut so. you off. I don't think so. No. Did you know you can like group your stuff? It'll tell you like how, like in order of how many books, like what's the most books that you have of a series? Yeah, you can do all sorts of cool like yeah. and stuff. I own, guess, guess what I own the most of? Like what series? Probably Spider-Man. No, Uncanny X-Men. Surprised with me because it ended. I know. I have four hundred thirty-five. Uh, how many Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, do you have? Three hundred twenty-one. Wow. Really? Are they not counting the when they renumbered? No, they're just doing the original. Oh, uh, okay. Then yeah. Same with Uncanny. It's only up to it ended. Amazing ended. Yeah, but it went. It didn't like renumber until five twenty something. I don't know. Whereas Amazing Spider-Man renumbered earlier. But then they went back to the old number. Spawn's number five. Because that's 300. I think I'm going to order that new Spawn Universe book. Number one. When is it? Solicited? How much is it? What is that? <laughs> oh, man, you missed all the I'm news. not sure what it is, but it's the new Spawn. Well, you know, we talked about Tom McFarlane making his own Spawn. Was this the one that you universe. were talking about? All these people that yeah. were involved in? So there's a, there's a covers? Spawn Universe number one. All the covers are by J. Scott Campbell. The interior is by like Jim Chung and some other people. I don't know how much Jim Chung did, but um, it's pretty. I don't know. It's like it's supposed to launch the whole thing. It's like the one shot that launches everything. Okay. So it's solicited for. It's uh, the Justice League of the small Spawn world, right? So Amazing Spider-Man Volume One goes to four hundred and something, and then Amazing Spider-Man Volume Two goes to one 
to 58, and then they renumbered it 500 to yeah, 700. correct. So they're not counting those in your... Right. They're two separate... Correct. So if, if they added them that, together... It would be the... It would be the highest correct. one. That's why I was surprised. But uh, Savage Dragon is like eight down on the list. You can do... Um, that's because there's only like... I just, I just sent off there. my issues uh, 200 to two, 225 and 226 to 250 Savage Dragon will be bound. So I'm almost done until the next rest come out. Really? I'm going to have 10 volumes of Savage Dragon. 10 volumes? Nice. Wow. 25 issues each because there's 250 issues. Do the math. Jeez. Nice. Okay. You going to talk about some comics then? Sure. Let's hit some comics. All right. I read Radiant Black number one. Did you buy this, Don? No. Not I didn't either. <laughs> So it's by Kyle Higgins and Marcello Costa. This book was pretty solid. So it's about this kid who's broke and he's like, he's a writer. He's a struggling writer. And he went off to LA to like be a writer and he come, he came back to his hometown to like kind of, cause he failed or whatever and he's broke and he's got all this debt. And he's living with his parents and he's hanging out with an old buddy in his hometown. And somehow or other he finds like a, he's just, they go to the bar, and then they're walking back, and this weird glowing thing appears in the sky. He grabs it, and it gives him, like, some weird powers, and he has, like, this cool armor or suit. Like black powers? For like radiant races? black powers? Oh. <laughs> like this is back in see? Radiant black, Yeah, right? like radiant black powers. So, uh -huh. like, he gets this cool, like, power ranger type suit. I thought it was, like, an inclusion and he's got, type of thing. Here. And he's got superpowers, and so... That's the premise. So it's basically your typical superpowered like origin story, you know, down on your luck, every man. So it's uh, Spider Man. They just read. It's Spider -Man. like Spider Man slash Invincible. You know, it's <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. But I mean, is Invincible starting this Friday? Yeah, that's Friday. I don't know. It does. Start no, this Friday. Friday. All Sorry, of it. It's on Prime. I think there's three episodes that drop, maybe, or so maybe it'll just do be one weekly? episode. Yeah, just like boys. Stop All right. <laughs> If it was because... All right, we're back live. Don, they're still trying to talk about Batman. <laughs> okay, Radiant no, Black, anything Radiant else? Radiant Black. So it was pretty good. Like, I mean, the writing was good. You kind of cared about the characters. It kind of had that kind of invincible Spider-Man vibe. So, I mean, it's a cool first issue. It establishes the characters, makes you kind of relate to them. And you got this dude finding his powers, and he's got his, like, sidekick friend, you know, who's kind of, like, obnoxious. So, I don't know. It worked for me. I think it's kind of cool. We'll see where it goes. I passed on that series and yeah, I'm totally. Not, I can see why you're and passing. I'm not upset that I did after listening to you. If really, you like I didn't it, sell it. No, if it's you really, like it's it, really it's really solid. Cool. Everything you just said is the reason I didn't buy it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it feels like it's just another superhero book, but like it's well done, and so mm -hmm. I think it's worth checking out. Oh, that's cool. Because like Invincible, there's nothing really original about Invincible. No. Saw it's Dragon just, Ball Z. Yeah, it's just really well done, right? And that's kind of what this feels. I'm not saying this is going to be the next Invincible, but it's got potential. I'm interested to check out. This. I think I'm going to find out his dad's the bad if, guy trying to take over the world. So. If I ever meet Robert, I Kirk. think it's going to turn out that there's like other people who've got these powers too that are using them for evil. So you've got to go like fight this. Uh. There's like a little uh, page in the back where like someone else has the powers and he's like robbing a bank or something. If I ever meet Robert Kirkman again, and I get yeah. a chance to ask him a question, I'm going to ask him if he ever watched Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Let me just see what he says. Why don't you see what he says? He's probably a fan. He was. I'll go next. I hope so. so. Can I show these up there? Yeah. 
Ooh, are you going to buy Stillwater? I might buy the trade. It depends on what, how this review goes. I really liked it. Oh, I might buy it's the trade. It's Zdarsky, dude. It's uh, well, um, I have a Zdarsky Skybound. book, and it's horrible. So yeah. We'll see. I like this one. It's Skybound. This, this feels like a this feels like Robert Kirkman wrote this book. Oh, does it? Yeah. Wow, that that first cover, man, just is freaking sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, do you know anything about what it's about? I don't. Okay. So are we good? Are it we starts good? out a little bit to the left. There's like this Very guy, good. and uh, he's got a a buddy. I can't remember. He he doesn't have a lot of money or something, man. but he gets a. You remember he's going to crap, isn't it? He gets a visit from somebody and says, basically, your great aunt died or whatever and left you all this money. Meet me Sweet. at this town. And, I had a great aunt. Yeah. Meet me in this town. Meet me in this town like a week from now or whatever. And so him and his buddy, they, they take this road trip and Sweet they go to this jail. town and they stop you know, on the way and they stop at a gas station and they're like, do you know anything about this town over this town? Stillwater, whatever, and this lady's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never heard of this town. There's no town around here called Stillwater, but yet they're tracking it like on the GPS on their phone, and it's like telling them where to go. Yeah, but nobody knows anything about this town. And so Sorry. they they roll into town. Roll in, so they did find the town. It they does they did, yeah. It does exist. It's on the GPS. Well, good. Yeah, it's, it's on, on GPS. GPS. It's like on their phone, but it. nobody knows about it. That's weird. So they roll into town, and the do the, the other people not have GPS? No, because okay. it's there in the backwoods of Stillwater. And so uh, they roll into town. The sheriff shows up, and he's like, what you boys doing here? <laughs> he's like, you best play nice in my town and all this. And So as they're talking, oh, shit, that came out? <laughs> Just keep going. Dude. And so as they're, um, as they're talking, he, one of them looks up on the, this building across the street, and there's, like, two kids up there fighting, like, up on the roof. Yeah. Like, eight-year-olds or whatever he's like hey get away from the edge you're gonna fall and the kid falls off and dies oh. so they scoop him up and they rush him like where's the hospital where's the doctor and they're like he's over there and they run him they run him in and the doctor's acting all kind of nervous and stuff and they lay the kid down he's like try to save him and the doctor's like yeah he's already dead and then <laughs> like a couple panels later the kid pops up off the table and runs the f out of the building and they're like what the fuck is going on? They're well, still water. Right. Apparently, this town, something happened. And when you're in the town, you can't die. Oh, nice. Yeah. How'd the ant die and leave them all that money then? It was a ruse. Oh. It was a ruse to get them there. Oh, damn Because it's... there's a twist. If you're going to read it, I won't tell you about the twist unless you want me to tell you about the twist. No, save the twist. Okay. But so, you like this. Yeah, I like it. It's good. So basically, is it still ongoing, or was this just like a? No, six it's still issue? ongoing. But this okay. was like I think the first, like the first. Issue, six issue arc. Okay. But so, the gist of it is, there, something happened in this town like 30, 40 years ago, and nobody ages. You can't die. But if you're taken, if you die outside of the town, you die. Right. Um, and so. There was like a judge that was in this town because it's a little town to start with, but there was a judge that was in this town. And when this first happened, like everybody started freaking out. They're like, "What are we gonna do?" And the judge's like, "Well, we have to keep this a secret. Like, we can't tell anybody. Like, we kind of have to wall in and be our own, like, own little town. Like, we can't let anybody know where they're gonna come here." Did and Kirkman do write it. this? Exactly, <laughs> dude. I mean, it read like a freaking Kirkman book. I mean, 
It's good. I know that both of you guys would really like it. Hmm. And it man, now I'm gonna buy the train. With with the twist, it kind of builds into there's more going on. Like that's not all. Like it carries, it keeps going, cool. but it has a lot to do with kind of the twist or whatever. I can't yeah. wait to talk about my Chipsarsky books. Apparently, I bought the wrong one because it was sold. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm really digging it. It's I really good. Say, you have I haven't sold it there to me anyway. Yeah, I mean, kind of. And you the know, art's cool. But, I mean, I'm sitting here reading this, and I'm just like, did did Kirkman write this? Because I got caught up on... I didn't bring any of it, but I Outcast. got caught up on Outcast, and I got caught up on... Um, what's the other one? The Firepower? O, no, the O book. Oh, that's Oblivion. Ending. Oblivion. And, yeah, you know, that's Oblivion. ending, right? Yeah, 36. Yeah, 36. It's going to end. So I read Oblivion song. Sales I read Oblivion. Outcast. And then I'm... Just, and then shortly after, I'm reading Stillwater. I think it's just ending the story. Yeah. And shortly after, I'm reading Stillwater, and I'm like, dude, this totally reads like a Kirkman book. Like, I don't know. Huh. It's got a Kirkman vibe. It's good. I highly recommend it. I Sweet. Like it. Wow. Kirkman's got to the point it's got a Kirkman vibe. I know, right? I could, <laughs> I could only understand that. Do you want to borrow them, or do you want to wait for a trade? I'll wait. All right. You're missing out. Uh, it's Gus's turn. All, all I've got is like I look at this. a freaking, you know, encyclopedia. Of I know. I want to look through straight it. Straight bullets in our assigned homework. Yeah. So, and you, you want to talk about it right you now? You want to talk about straight bullets at some point in time, I think. We do Family Tree. Um, this book's ending two, issue 12, I think. Oh, is, is it really? Issue. Yeah. Damn. It's really good, and I'm kind of sad it's ending because, I mean, I think it could go longer, but um, I guess he's going to try and wrap it up. Jeff Lemire always ends stuff sooner than I would like, typically. Right. Because I think he gets bored. He must, or he's got so many <laughs> ideas that he just keeps going. I don't know what the deal is, but. Uh, yeah, it never seems like his stuff goes. But yeah, Family Tree is still really good. I really recommend it. Pick it up and trade. But it's it's another post-apocalyptic, but instead of normal post-apocalyptic things, like the trees are taken over. It's a vegetation. It's a vegetation. Yeah. Thing. I got caught up. I think I read... Is that 11? 11, yeah. I think I read up to 10 because I have this one now. I think cool. I have 11, but yeah. I haven't read it yet. But yeah, no, it's still good. I enjoy it. The Phil Hester art's cool. He's got kind of a different style because Eric Gapster is inking him rather than Andy hmm. Parks and that kind of changes his art a little bit Eric Gapster's been inking him for a while he has and it's just it's a slightly different it's slightly different but it's still really cool I enjoy it quite you a can bit. Re still really see oh it still totally looks like Phil Hester but uh, but there was a total different it was like Andy Parks built on Phil Hester you know yeah like totally it, it, it's its own thing just like this yeah. is its own thing but, so yeah this book moves fast the fact that it's ending at 12 it's like wow it's just it's just like sales? it was like two. Uh, I think the sales are okay. They're not great, but uh, um, it's a cool book. I wish it was more story than twelve yeah, issues out of that thing. Yeah, totally. So it must have just been a it's a real tight, short. Yeah. Book. Okay, so you had talked about this that this book even existed. So I did yeah, so own it and I did it? finally read it. Nice. Um, it's okay. So is Frank Miller's writing still bad? Yeah, I mean, basically all this is, is from what I got out of it. Because you read Superman Year One, right? Mm -hmm. And it was bad. It was bad. So is it bad like this that? This is a little bit better. A little bit better because it's, it's Batman? But this is more, what I got out of this is this is like a modern. There's like a Trumpian figure in there. Like um, you can tell it's totally yeah. Trump. It's more of a social commentary. I mean, it's got a vibe of, like, uh, Black Lives Matter movement kind of thing. It's um, not a Black Lives Matter movement, but it's, like, a movement mm. like that. So as I was reading it, I really just got, like, a very 
here and now kind of like a political commentary on like the world now Hmm. kind of thing. Interesting. It was okay. The art's really kind of cool. That that yeah, Raphael Grampa. Grampa. He does, he does pretty good, man. Cool. He um, looks like he has a little bit of a Frank Miller vibe. Yeah. So, I mean, it was worth a read. It, it wasn't terrible. Like, I read it. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I read it. I'm glad I bought it. But, I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular that mm. I even remember. I just remember reading it. No, the thing I was shocked about is there was a book between Dark Knight 3, Master Race, and this book that was like Dark Knight. That I, didn't know I thought this was the one you didn't know. Existed. No, there's another one in between. What the hell is that one called? I don't know. I have to Google it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Man. But I didn't even know it existed. Hmm. I probably uh, have it. I probably read I'm probably sure you do. I'm I sure hope you do. I probably have read it and forgot about if you it. You didn't. All right, Scott has to do it. Oh, all right, Scott's is all, to do. Is all you have is stray bullets? That's all I had. Uh, is this the end? This is the end. My only friend. My only friend. <laughs> part one and part wow, two. Wow, you tore through those. Well, Somewhat, but I was already starting on part one when we yeah, met last time. Yeah, you were already like two so, issues in. Yeah, and then I read the rest of it. it it's a heck of a read. That's for dang sure <laughs> for me. It probably ought to be. Do you awesome know what's in the like? What's in his thing that he's always like breaking out and grossing everybody out? <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, I was going to ask you that. He, I don't know. He, dude is eating them. Well, you read this, right? And he's eating that banana. Oh, we talked about that when it first came out. <laughs> I can't figure out what and it was I, supposed I to be. I imagine he's just I eating totally some freaking giant turd. But I, I totally either. forgot about it until like, you brought it yeah, up. Because everybody's getting sick, so I'm just thinking he's eating this, you know, just freaking nasty turd. That I don't know where the hell he was getting. But, yeah. I, I definitely, there's little TMI, I suppose, when he's going, you know, through, you know, this whole backstory of what the hell happened before his original stray bullets. But doesn't it make it even more heartbreaking then that uh, of the Beth Orson, you know, relationship, I guess, because they do, they, they kind of grow on you a bit throughout yeah. here, you know, they're kind of on again, off again shenanigans. Yeah. And what's the other one? Uh, God damn. What's her name? The girl? The girl that de- names everybody by donuts <laughs> type thing. The stripper that's that one. Oh, yeah. She's a bit of a tragic character. She is, you know, in some ways. Is she and, the one who's, like, scarred? Or yeah, she, okay. she gets scarred, and she was so nice to them all, you know, to help yeah. them get out and everything. And then she gets scarred. Then he goes back. He get in, you know, Orson goes back. He meets up with her. You know, she's telling him, you know, stuff and helping him get back on you know, his way, you know, and things. And so he leaves her like, you know, what is it, like a 100,000 or something, yeah. you know, and, and some change. And I thought, oh, that's great. You know, they can end that there. He's going to go meet up. Well, then they pull her back into the mess, you know, yeah. and stuff. And I was like, ah, because I was like, finally, somebody gets their own little happy, you know, trail, know, you know. No, no not in that, bullets. in this stray bullets. I'm like, ah. But at the end, I think she at least lived. Yeah. But goddamn, went through hell. Uh, type well, what's stuff. that black guy's name? The one with the samurai sword? Love or something? Yeah, Love. Yeah, yeah he's pretty funny, too. Yeah, he's it, pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty neat. And Kretsch. So is Kretsch in the original at all? Yeah, he is. Is he? Okay. I think so. Because he's mentioned, I know, in the, the Virginia so. one. Yeah. But... He's not near as developed. I think he's more like a side character. I guess, I because, I mean, he's a big focus throughout all yeah, of the I just Meyer. did not remember him... 
much of I want to say yes, original, but I can't. But I wouldn't swear by it. Yeah. So I don't know. Possibly in Beth's mom. Holy. Oh fuck. yeah, she's God the worst. Damn, she's. Freaking Are you her sister? Because she like she like does all this stuff to make herself look like younger. younger yeah, things. Yeah. She's so everybody's thinking that Beth is older. I think that's the things though that I really like about Straight Bullets though in general is how he gives each one of those characters their personality, you know, type things. I mean, yeah. some of the small details, like Beth, always flipping the hair, you know, or whatever the heck yeah. else type things. i known girls that are that way, you know, yeah. type stuff, yeah, and things like this, in which I can just envision it with the way that he's doing the art, you know, and things, yeah. and, and, and that, that flow. But on the flip side, oh my God, he did have to tell every freaking detail, it seemed like, in some stuff, and it just seemed like... Or going around in a giant circle. Well, it's just amazing because I've already read... I know how the story ends, right? Yeah. And, like, when they said, oh, it's Sunshine and Roses, it's going to be, like, that little time between, like, here and there. It's like, okay, so it'll be, like, ten issues. It just keeps going. Like, I'm buying it in single issues, and it's like, when is this thing going to end? I mean, it just keeps going and going. How much is there? I mean, I thought it was just going to be, like, a quick little, like, prelude, like, little segue thing. I can totally believe that. I can totally understand it. Sorry. Exactly. Son of a bitch. Son of a... So, anyway, straight Yeah, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. You know, there I I would tend to agree that for what he's trying to tell in this period of time, there it's a little much overkill, you know, and things. Sure. But, you know, overall, I enjoyed it, though. In, yeah, I mean, I, I read it in overall. single issues, but it just felt like it flowed pretty well. Like, I didn't ever feel like... I think so, except for the fact that, I don't know, I'm a little hit or miss me personally on the Amy race car type of... Interviews. Yeah, anymore, I don't like you the know? Amy race cars, or the, like, where they're, like, the little kids or whatever. Those yeah. Are, those all... I mean, the first one, it was okay, because it didn't... But then it happens, like, what, three more times Yeah, that, and I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, I'm a little... I could cut those out. Kind of sick of that, you know? I thought the first one was kind of funny and amusing, but yeah. Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, that. I'm I done with those. Yeah. You know, type stuff. Totally. But, I agree. And I don't remember. There was some other, I think, part in there, but that I wasn't at all... To, well, probably the part where he's having all the drug type things, you know, and stuff. I mean, I don't know. For I understand, you know, maybe where his point was there and how the the band was splitting apart a bit in yeah. some cases. But oh, jeez. Like, and then there was a guy with the thing on his head, like the tinfoil hat or whatever. Yeah, the Crutch's brother. Yeah, so, that's was, yeah, yeah, that guy was kind of a weird. And he's character. a little bit of a strange, odd one. But his whole story and things, oh, Jesus, that one was like a freaking gut punch, tragic type thing where he's all pumped up on heroin. And, yeah. you know, you can almost tell the story that he's, please. the story he's telling, you know, is basically he got some girl, you know, involved in heroin and pretty much pulled her down to the point that she freaking died. Yeah. You know, type things. And he was probably the cause of it. Yeah. But, totally. Yeah, I don't know. So... Yeah. What'd you think, though, Don? Because you just read the... the I end, just read right? the end, yeah. Man, that I, end, though, flows fast. I mean, yeah. all that stuff building up there, maybe he felt like, okay, I gotta end this by 42 issues, because those last two issues well, I don't think so. were freaking just burning. Yeah. I thought... I don't think just, he was worried about it. Well, I thought at one point in time he wanted to try to have it around the same amount as the original series. Oh, uh, I so don't Maybe know. that's it why I like... thought he was pushing it a little bit harder at the end, but... But maybe I'm wrong because it just those last two issues were just crazy balls to the wall. Well, yeah, um, I 
I need to sit down and read all of it. The the first one and this one. Like, I just need to go back and reread it. Because I read it in issues. I was going to ask Drew if he reread it after he got it collected. If well, he's read it twice. Because I've only read it once. And it was so long. And like we always say, I read so much stuff in between. Yeah. It's like, I remember bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember it like I just read it like you do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, as you guys are talking, I remember certain things about it, but it's like 100 Bullets. You know, I read that as it came out. Like, halfway through it, I went back and reread the first 50, and then when... I've, I've read 100 Bullets like three times, probably, total. Mm. And it sort of starts to sink in. You're right. But with like, did you read this again after you got it mm -hmm. bound? I haven't read it again. Okay. Because Scott was asking me what I thought about it. And I'm like, dude, I don't even remember. It's like, I need to go back. Well, I thought only... you had read just the last two issues. I read the last two issues. The thing that I was curious about is like at the end, they do that weird thing with like the sign, like Vegas. They like switch the sign or something. Well, he's like, pulling part that. of the sign down because they're going to that little carnival area that's outside of Vegas or something like this. And he doesn't want them to follow him. So... That I remembered from the original because they go, they're hiding out and trying to lay low in this like little bitty town. Yeah, that this, so is, this takes place before the original, or this takes place after? In the middle. In the middle, in, okay. Yeah, I mean... The, but I mean, the original Stray Bullets bounces all around. So right. the original Stray Bullets bounces a lot, and... Well, I mean, I've only read that once, because yeah. I didn't read it. As, As it came out, I bought that whatever Uber Alice, Uber Alice and yeah. I read it once. I just and I read this once. I want to go back and read everything. Yeah, to no, kind of sink in. Yeah, I mean, I feel I would like. I to can't really talk about it. The original Straight Bullets again, I and think, especially bit, not as a whole, <laughs> because my memory of Straight Bullets. Because I think there was like what a year or something between like forty one and forty two or forty and uh, this oh, yeah, there's a yeah. big gap. Yeah, yeah. there was like there a, was huge a huge gap, gap between it. I noticed that too when I was looking at it. between the last two issues. It's damn near a year gap. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, on Straight Bullets, from what I remember, the Beth, Nina, you know, and Orson thing was a big was a pretty decent chunk, you know, there that happened. I mm -hmm. mean, they tell you. You know, that they're on the run, you know, and things of this nature. And maybe there was something there. But I remember mainly, most of what I remember of Stray Bullets was after this. You know, it was, it was the stuff that happened after, after. this. After, yeah, you know. I agree. Yeah, because I think there were like six issues, and that's when they introduced Orson, and he met Beth. And then they jumped in time, skipped all this, like on issue seven, and then it was like they were in that town or whatever for yeah. probably five, six, eight issues. Yeah, and then right. stuff happened after that. Yeah, because they kind of almost just skip how the hell they get the heroin and the money. And yeah, they don't even talk about it. Yeah. Right. It just happens, and yeah. then they're, on the, they're in this town with the heroin and the money, yeah. and they know the guy's chasing them, and Spanish yeah. Scott is looking for them. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Cool. I just, I can't, I don't have the... It's good, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was something it. as kind of, I don't know if I want to say dark, but, you know, just kind of, you know, grungy that that thing is. I, I don't know. I can't read it for long periods of time either. I'm, I I almost have to take breaks, you know, mm -hmm. with it. Because, it, you know, I mean, you can tell with even the way that it is. I mean, it's, what, 25, 30 pages per issue. Yeah, they're pretty and, I mean, dense. It's, yeah, it's pretty intense for each one. So, I mean, for me, getting even through... You know, say five issues probably takes me about an hour, 
you know, in some cases. So it's, yeah. you know, it, it takes some time to get yeah. through that. Yeah. And I just got to break away from it from time to time. Cool. Another number one issue. I have a bunch of new number ones I need to talk about. Noctera. Noctera. But I haven't gotten it yet. Scott Snyder, Tony Daniel. <coughs> Tony Daniel has Tony a really... Tony Daniel. He has a cool, very kind of second generation image type style. He's a good artist. Yeah. He's got that very flashy type thing. So Noctera, it's another post-apocalyptic type thing. So basically, um, the world went dark, you know, uh, and as the world went dark, everybody started, like, turning. Anything that was exposed to the dark starts becoming, like, these weird creatures or whatever, you know. The only way to fight off this infection is to basically have light. So there's these little towns that have, like, lights everywhere to kind of fight off the infection, and then there's people who make runs between the towns. So they like have vehicles and they run like people in between, you know, and run goods, run people, whatever. And so that's what this main character is. She's basically a runner or whatever. Well, she's got like a brother that he he's getting infected. And so the only way to fix the infection, she has to run him, you know, somewhere to like find a cure type of thing or whatever. And so these people hire her and she doesn't want to take the job, but she does and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, Scott Snyder, I guess he talked about how to do a first issue, and this is a perfect first issue. Like, it establishes a character, establishes a world, gives you just enough to get you interested, you know, it establishes, like, a bad guy, leaves you on, like, a cliffhanger, kind of sets up where you think you're going, you know. It's, the first issue is so good, like, I'm, I'm worried, like, it's not going to be able to, to, to deliver, you mm. know what I mean? Because it's, like, it's so solid, like, it's got everything that a first issue needs, and it makes you want to read more. Mm. So, but no, it's really well done. I was kind of surprised because I don't love everything Scott Snyder does. Right. Like, I'm not loving Undiscovered Country right now. And I didn't love, I mean, American Vampire was okay, you know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't love his Batman run. I mean, I like Tony Daniels' art, but, you know, it's right. It's basically second generation image or whatever, you know, type yeah. stuff. And it's it's great, but I mean. Well, I bought it just because it's Scott Snyder and, it's and Tony, Tony Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, I, like, I, don't totally. even, I don't even know what it's about. And then when you started to talk about it, I had listened to a podcast and kind of explained it and kind of came back. But then yeah. as you're like explaining it, I'm just like, yeah. But no, I it's, don't even know if I'm interested in it. No, now. it's really but, solid. Like it pulls you in, and the characters so. pull you in. It's it's a really good first issue. Like I yeah, said, we'll see where it no, goes. I, I like. It doesn't sound super well. original. I mean, it's just another <laughs> way to have a post-apocalyptic type thing, but. I don't know. It just it works, you know. I, yeah. It's kind of like that radiant black. It just kind of just kind of works, you right. know. It's well written. It well, you talk about Scott Snyder. Like I, I finished up uh, whatever Dark Knight Death Metal, like the last one. Oh uh, yeah. But I didn't bring. I don't remember any fucking thing that happened in it. I mean, it's like if there, if there was some crazy shit, and Capullo's art is just amazing. Uh, sure. And you get all these dark joker characters and dark batman characters and i mean it was basically just like a freaking dc reset yeah. again you again. know what i mean yeah but like um so yeah i mean i don't love everything either i mean hell i probably bought that book more for capullo than i did just to look Snyder. at it yeah than i did to exactly. read the damn thing because yeah. it's so confusing sure. to read it but anyway cool but no it, it's uh it's surprisingly solid like it's actually really well done yeah. I'm in. Um, are you still are you still into Lazarus? Yeah, I just I buy the hardcovers, so I only buy them like every very long time. Wow, well, those he, are kind of thick. Yeah, yeah he they, started this new deal where they're doing the um, prestige format. Prestige like, format. Like, they're like eight bucks. They're supposed to come out like quarterly, maybe now, yeah. like every three months or something. 
Um, so, hmm. I guess, I don't know, Lazarus Risen, I guess that's like, because it says number one. I don't know if it's like a new arc or whatever. It yeah, basically picks up where it left off. It left off. Um, it's, I didn't realize, I mean, reading five of those, I think, or six that are like at least double. So, I mean, 12 yeah. issues, like a whole arc. Dude, that book is so fucking good. Oh, like, yeah, Lazarus is great. It's just insane. It's like so... It's like so plain. Like, nothing happens, really. Like, <laughs> stuff happens, but it's... I don't know how to explain it. But it's there's all like, this weird political type things. Right, I know, but well I mean... all the different families that are this, but then you have the personal things that are going on just with yeah. Lazarus. Well, and, kind of a big deal on this is like, I guess... Uh, uh, what the fuck's her name? Um, I know I was losing it too. Free something or freedom? Freedom? Is it like freedom? Or I can't remember. But that anyway, like right, there's forever. She, forever, forever, forever. So she's like the seventh one or whatever. And there's like another. One. I don't. I may be spoiling something, but there's like another. Like the house has got another forever. They do. That's like and that little girl, ten or yeah, eleven or twelve right, or whatever. Yeah, much younger forever. And on. so forever finds out at some point. I don't know if it's in this or if it's before. I think it's before this that there's another one. Okay. And so part of this is her wanting to meet because they're the one of the daughters or the doctors or whatever. They're like trying to. They're weaning her off of the controlling drugs or whatever like trying to free her hmm. and so she finds out about this other one and i mean she wants to meet her and then so they do actually have a meeting or whatever which is kind of cool but i mean it's just good the art is it's God, i i just want to say that book is just plain you know what i mean like like the art's plain like the the story's kind of plain, but it but it sucks you in. I mean, I sat down and read you know all that shit and just ate it up. Like it's yeah. good, but it's not flashy. I guess I don't Correct. know. Correct. Like, they have some cool battle, you know, some kind of fight scenes and stuff. But I just feel that HBO could take this and do a great oh yeah, series absolutely. It's like Game of Thrones. I know. Game if exactly. you're gonna put That's anything, it, it's freaking Game of Thrones. It kind of reminds you know me of I mean? Hunter Bolts a little bit too, with like the different families right. and stuff. You know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, he's still he's he's firing on everything he's nailing it all i mean it's still a great book but i don't know when that last one came out and i don't know that i've ordered any recently so i don't know if like this must be the end of an arc if it's yeah. on a hiatus so maybe they'll put it out in the hardcover or what something. maybe because like I said i think they're like 48 because i read all the back matter and stuff with greg rucka and he i think he was talking about a little bit about going from a single issue to like whatever this is 48 mm -hmm. or two he's like man he's like i really had to learn how to write like a 48 page story instead of a 20 page story you know what i mean like mm. like pacing and make sure that you're hitting your points and and you know he's like i think i got it like about the third one in or whatever yeah. you know what i mean but yeah. he was talking about how it's very different to write like in that format yeah but um, I, I hear that because i've heard that a couple places and i'm like really i'm like you're, you're really just writing two books i mean like, well, that was the other. So I started listening to the um, the Ryan Stegman um, podcast. Ryan Stegman has a podcast. He does. Wow. And uh, does he talk about Air Capital Comic Con? No, a lot? not not not. I've only listened to like one or two episodes. But <laughs> you never talked about like the show? very first one. They were talking about um, it's. He had Donny Cates on there because they do Venom together, and yeah. they did Absolute Carnage. And it, this started about the time that came out, and Absolute Carnage. 
I didn't realize it, but the first issue was 60 pages. Wow. And Donnie Cates is like, yeah, it kicked my ass trying to write a 60-page issue. (laughs) Yeah, I followed Donnie Cates on, like, Twitter, you know, and he said, like, you know, yeah, we're in our Venom run or whatever, you know, and it's, you know, we've been doing it for a while. And so he's like, you only did, like, such a short run. He's like, we did, like, 50 issues. And the guy's like, yeah, no, you only did, like, 50 issues. You act like you're going to do it forever. I'm like, dude, 50 issues is a long run. Jesus, that's like And then he's, like, doing Thor. He's like, yeah, I got big plans. It's like, like, Venom, where you only did, like, 50 issues? And I'm like, who is this guy on Twitter who's, like, heckling Donnie Cates or whatever, claiming, like, 50 issues is nothing. Like, I'm thinking, like, Dan Slaughter did, like, so many issues of Amazing Spider-Man. It's like, yeah, well, oh my god, what what are you talking about? Like, Simonson's oh. Thor run was only like 40 issues, 40 or issues. I mean, and that's legendary, right? Like, it's like, what, what 50, 50 issues is like huge. Most series don't even go 50, go 50 issues, that's and saying. that's what you're saying. It was over like multiple like launches right. and stuff, but he's like, I'm like, who is this guy who's like heckling him for only doing 50 issues and calling it like a long run? What? So, I don't know, people are crazy. I guess, I don't know, like, I don't, I was listening to that podcast, and he was like, yeah, that first issue was 60 pages, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I read it, and I don't remember being 60 pages, but I'm like, and so Stegman's talking to me, he's like, yeah, it took me, like, three or four months, like, I worked on drawing, you know, 60 pages, and I'm just like, dude, like, he's at the top of it, like, Stegman is, like, Marvel boy, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. one of the top guys. Like, is he under contract? Like, does does he make a salary? But I like, think they give him like healthcare or something. How many? How much do you think he gets paid? A page. If he's know. doing, if he's taking four months to draw sixty, that's he's getting like four hundred or five hundred page. I would guess. So then he's making like maybe seven grand a month. You know? Maybe which is pretty good. It's pretty, draw, then he can sell the original art too, right? So that makes you a pretty penny. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I, I always try to think that way, you know, like what, I don't know. It's crazy. Because he basically was talking like it was 60 pages and it took him four months to draw it. So you're thinking 15 pages a day. Yeah. Or a month. Sure. And if he's getting $500 a page, then he's making like seven grand or whatever a month. Which is well, I think a he pretty decent to, living. I, I think mean, it's Stegman not bad was, for drawing. I think I, I read drawing. something with Stegman that he was inking himself for a long time. And then he finally found an inker who uh-huh. he was happy with, who's been inking him. So I think that's up, up to his productivity. Right. Because he's got an inker now he works with that he likes. Yeah. And so... They talk about that a little bit. Is it? Okay. The very first episode... I kind of got bored with it was basically like a, it was just a um, a director's cut of Venom number one yeah. where it's Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman talking about page by page issue yeah. number one of Venom number, Venom one. number one. I mean, they start out and they, I mean, they talk some cool stuff and you know, learn some stuff, but I mean, halfway through it, I'm like, when they got to the point where they're going through the book. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need page by page. Like, that's not what I want. You don't want page by page stuff? I don't, I don't want but yet, that's what you give. Uh, sometimes. You didn't right here. No, yeah, he did I not. You did well, good on this I one. mean, yeah. It, it's good. It's it helps solid. when he reads more books because then he can't get too detailed on anything. No. No, and I didn't. Yeah, if I even brought. I didn't even bring, like. Well, speaking of Donnie Cates, you're going to talk about crossover? I can if you guys want. Well, I think you just did a great lead into it. So, well, I, I mean. I don't want to take away Drew's stuff. But, no, you're but good. Uh, Drew can do 15 of them um, back. Yeah, that's true. So I read two through four of crossover. I ordered that trade, so it'll spoil it. Okay. 
Well, so this also listening Best to series that, ever. Listening to that podcast also helped me with this book because so at some point in this book the paybacks come it's, it it breaks open it madman pops up in this book dude it's like dark horse it's called crossover yeah it's like dark horse everything so there's a, a there was a book called paybacks yeah that donny cates wrote i didn't know donny cates wrote it like i bought it oh i bought it but i read it so long ago i didn't remember it and i'm like why the f are the paybacks in here and then Madman, and so I'm listening to the podcast, and they're like, he's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I did the paybacks over at Dark Horse. I'm like, oh, that's why it's in this fucking book, because he created it. There, it starts out in issue two. Mm-hmm. All these comic book creators are dying. <laughs> and there's like a news story right at the beginning. Let me see it. Get it. Because it was funny. Because it was funny. Because he's like, because uh, when people die, it's always Brian, Brian, hilarious. When comic creators die, it's the Brian best. K. Vaughn, acclaimed Marvel comics writer, has been found brutally murdered today in his palatial New York home. <laughs> and at the bottom, it says, "14th um, comic book writer to be found dead in the last three weeks." Chip Zdarsky, Scott Snyder, and Robert Kirkman are still missing. Wow! <laughs> so then, there's a dude that owned the comic book shop because it's like uh, after the bubble, the event happens in the Smith? bubble. No, he's like an old <laughs> dude, and like comics are kind of outlawed, but they're like retro stuff, so they're like in. And the dude's like t- listening to the thing, and he's like. Brian K. Vaughn, Marvel writer. <laughs> He's like, dude's not known for Marvel writer, really? That's how you... And he trails off his, you know, saga and yes. everything else. But that's how the CNN is, like, reporting Brian K. Vaughn as a Marvel writer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's really good. Um, it's still kick, kicking along, like I said. I mean, um, there's... Uh, one of the things is they... So, they allude to... I think in that first issue, that girl escapes out or whatever, and she draws that picture, and you think it's Superman. Okay. It's not Superman. It's Madman. Madman! Madman! And so Madman and the paybacks come in, but no, it's good. It's funny. It's, I mean, it's kind of like real world crossing over and, and everything. There's lots of crossovers going on in this book, but it's, called it's good. Cool, the, art, the art's good. So I'll be yeah. happy with the trade. The story's good. Yeah, I think you'll like it. I don't. Is that like? Is it supposed to be like a limited series? Like I don't even have any idea what it is. Long it's but uh, I know I got uh, two, three, and four. But it's the next Watchmen. Yeah, it is. It's the next Watchmen. But uh, oh, Jeff Shaw, he's the artist. That's right. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. Um, there's some obviously some twists and turns. And it's kind of cool because like the the Doctor Strange character kind of comes out. And they all got the pixelated stuff, like, when they come out. And there's a scene in here where, uh, well, they're trying to, the guy and the the main girl from the, that worked at the comic book store with him, mm-hmm. um, they're trying to get out of the town, and so they're trying to disguise the girl, because she's all pixelated, so they're, like, putting makeup on her mm-hmm. to, to do away with, like, the pixelation stuff. But they can't do anything with her hair, because her hair's all fucked up. No, nah, it's good. But yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that Donny Cates did did he create it? Like was that yeah, a I think it was thing? Creator owned it. I'm like, Dark why Horse? are the paybacks in here? Like what's the deal? And then I realized that he I mean, created Dark Horse it. doesn't do non creator owned other than their license stuff. Yeah. So it's I mean, good. It's good. You'll like it. Cool. 
That's another book I passed on. I almost bought, but I passed on it. This so. is Two Moons by Arcudi, <clears throat> John Arcudi, and another uh, the artist one? is John Giordano. Yeah, yeah I bought a lot. Well, my my comic book store told me, to me my comic book store said I got a lower discount on trades than single issues, so I started buying more single issues. <laughs> It's more of a discount. And then they called me back and said that it's the same. Okay. I was I was told bad information. So now I have a bunch of single issues I bought for no reason. Okay. So it worked out really well for me. That sounds like it. Well, yeah. now you'll know if you like it, and then you can buy the trade. No, that's not how it works. Once you start buying single issues, John, you're you're in that format. You can never you go back. You can't switch formats. No switching formats. Well, I'm sure it's happened. But anyway, so this is like a Civil War book. Like it's it like. But it's like the guy in like is the guy's like an Indian, okay. a Native American, sorry, and uh, he's in the Civil War and he's starting to have these weird visions. And he meets this cute nurse and he gets involved in some weird battle, and this one guy like starts like changing to like a weird creature, one of his officers. So he starts seeing weird stuff, like you know it's spirits. Like yeah, it gets real weird. So. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's pretty it's cool. The art is b phenomenal. There's this really cool scene. Um, it's like a battle scene. It's like a double page spread, but it's like super detailed, cool. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's I don't know where it's going. I mean, I think it's basically this Native American guy in the Civil War is going to start like getting in touch with his Native American roots and start like getting into the mysticism of it and stuff and start seeing like weird monsters and creatures and I don't know. John Arcudi, he's kind of into all that kind of, like, mythology type stuff and mysticism stuff. So yeah. we'll see. Um, it's cool. Nice. Like I said, the art is really good. That's kind of what uh, sold it for me anyway. So I used to be... I used to be... You used any to be. image number one book, I just buy it. Well, there's too many of them now. I am. And now I don't buy hardly anything. I've wow. gone completely opposite. Wow, that's weird. and now you're the guy that's buying them all. Well, it I just, used to be me. Well, there were three. I, that radiant black looked good. The two moons looked good, and then obviously Noctera. So I mean, but now I didn't do anything this month. Like I'm not doing any new ones. So what do you think right. of Oblivion Song? You want me to do it real quick? Sure. So I know you haven't been reading it because I haven't given you any for a while. But like, uh, <laughs> wow. So like, there's that other world, right? Which right. one is well, this? they end up uh, basically. There's an invasion force from them that come into our world, and this is kind of like continuing big, that. Uh, continuing that, like they're invading. And this basically. is now the big in battle. Well, there's six more issues, so there's a final arc they're gonna do, thirty-one okay. to thirty-six, and that's gonna kind of finish up the series. But yeah, like, that's kind of where it ends. Is there's like a big. He did like a time jump, and then he did like another time jump. <laughs> did he do a second time jump? Well, he did, but he went. Not really. Like, he did, yeah. but he didn't really. I don't yeah. know, but it was a time jump. Yeah, there was a time jump. But, uh, yeah, because it was like five years after he rescued his brother or whatever, you know. And then and then he gets trapped in there, and then his brother, who was trapped, is now back. And But now the aliens are invading. It's it's pretty complex. It's typical Kirkman. But, no, it's That's really good. good still. It's really fun. It, it doesn't surprise me. This one's pretty cool. alluding to that after, what, the second arc of the... You know, the aliens that were on the other side anyway. So. Yeah. So apparently the alien force is way superior to our force. And so the main guy, I think his name's Nathan, he challenges the leader of the other, of the invading force. Like, he he learns their rules because he's been living in their world. And he basically challenges them to, like, single combat. So this is basically them fighting kind of like Game of Thrones, you know, mm. style type thing. Yeah. Where the mountain and the... the Viper. 
The yeah, Viper. I've yeah. read that one, I think. So it feels a lot like that, but it's pretty that. cool. It's pretty good. I don't know what they're going to do for the final arc. So we'll see. So this is a series. I only brought this one because I just want you guys to. This is like the bloody. I mean, this is like. This is like. What is it, Don? Um, Let's tell our listeners. Invincible. What the book is. On steroids, like this is the most bloody battle scene I've ever seen. About like fist fight, that what's I've ever the book? Seen. Zero. Zero. This is a book that came out a while ago. Is I've been sitting one? on it forever. No, it's number. It's number zero. Thirteen. Oh, okay. Thirteen. There's thirteen issues of that. There's more. There's like sixteen. Who's or the 17. publisher? It's Image. This came oh, wow. out in December of 2014. Do you have okay, number one? So this is old. So I've been sitting on. I have them all, oh, and I've okay. read them all. Are you sure you had them all? I do. That seems odd for you. But I only brought this one because I just wanted you guys to see the all right, artwork. Let's see, let's see the artwork. On you this, built it up so much. On this. So like... Yeah, okay. There's a fight. There's a fight. I'm not impressed yet. So the artist... Look you at remember, that. There's no words. I like it so yeah. much. Do you remember um, the, the Frankenstein shade or whatever? The yeah. Alberto Ponticelli? That's like this guy. I love Alberto Ponticelli. Yeah. Alberto oh. Ponticelli did this? Yes. I had to check it out then. I like that guy. Nice. Keep going. I like this. See, now we're really getting... Now we're... It's a lot of anticipation. I hope it's... Wow. Wow. It's no die, 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 though. Really? I mean, look at that. That's it, it blew that dude's whole yeah. face off. Yeah. It's there's cool. there's no head. No, no head. And then that blood, happens. blood. Oh, now oh. it really this gets... This is Ponticello? Yeah. I like that Bloody, guy. bloody, bloody. Just blood everywhere. Cool. Who writes this? And then... Uh, I'm intrigued. It's a Ale's coat. Oh, uh, I don't necessarily like that guy. That's pretty bloody. Just twists his freaking arm, breaks so it, is snaps good, it then? off. It's all right. Uh, and then he just shoves his hand in his face, mouth, basically, and just fucking looks like kills or something. But uh, yeah, mm. I don't know. I was just like reading like that fight scene. Huh? I thought that was a cool like. I, I, I thought that was a cool fight scene. Uh -huh. So that's the only reason I brought this book. Uh, the so the series was that great. I don't, I don't remember it. It came out in 2014, and I read like four issues of it now, so mm. I don't remember. Outer Darkness crossed over with Chew. Yeah. I didn't buy that. I know. You didn't buy it? No. Is there something wrong with you? No. Huh? It's cool. I'm sure it is. All right, you can talk about it. I think I only have one more before Planetary. I only have like two more, really. All right, so knock them out. All right, so Outer Darkness 2. This thing breaks every freaking, like, it's crazy. It breaks all the walls. So... There's something going on in outer... So it starts out with the outer darkness. They're on their spaceship or whatever. Yeah. And there's something that goes you wrong. The chickens? No. There's something oh. that goes wrong, and well, so... You didn't buy outer darkness, did you? No. Okay. But I'm a Chew fan. Yeah. So well, I this a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, you kind of pick up... Like, it explains a little bit. Like, I don't know the whole backstory with outer darkness. Sure. But, so they basically pull Tony Chu and... Uh, his, uh, the dude Psychic? that's half robot or whatever. The cyborg guy? Yeah, the cyborg guy. What is his name? And they pull, him, they pull him into, um, Thor? their spaceship or whatever. And they're like, they need them. Oh, that's what it is. They're like trying to get a treaty, like a, uh, they're trying to get a, uh, like a trade route with this alien race. Yeah. But they can't understand the dude. This alien guy, they can't communicate with him. And so he communicates through food. And so somehow they find out about Tony Chu. And so they bring him in so that 
they can he can have a meal with them and understand what the hell he's saying to like translate everything for him. Yeah. But then it turns out so like Tony goes in to go have like dinner with him and translate for him. And the cyborg guy, like, he runs off and finds, like, their command center database or whatever, and he, like, plugs into it. So this is where it gets met weird. So, like, they're comic book characters in the outer darkness world. Yeah. Like, they don't exist. They're actual comic book characters in the outer darkness thing. And so they went back and pulled these guys out of a comic book to bring them into their real world <laughs> to solve their problem. And then once they solve the problem, they're just going to get rid of them and send them back like they won't exist anymore. So, like, they're fake, and then they make them real, and they realize that once they solve the problem, they're going to get rid of them again so that they're not real. Real, yeah. They go back to fake or whatever. And so then the whole thing just snowballs. I don't know. I just thought it was a very, like, that would, that's totally layman, right? Like, yeah. Like, he's like the, he's like Grant Morrison light, gotcha. in a way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Grant Morrison meta. was meta. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I also read, which you guys are going to laugh. There's a, a shit ton of stuff that I missed. Like, I, I read like four out of five issues. Like, I would miss the number three or something, number two or something. <laughs> I read Chew, the, the new one. Oh, yeah. But I only got like four of the five issues. I missed one of them. Oh. But, uh, I don't know. I wasn't that impressed with it. I probably will not keep buying it. Hmm. I, I didn't, didn't really like it like i it's kind of like you were saying like you know i didn't think i needed more chew but now i do i'm yeah. like the opposite i'm like i don't need any more chew and uh, this proves that i don't need any more chew really? john lane okay. was gonna be sad because like he did outer darkness that that didn't quite stick so you tried to cross over with chew that still didn't work and so then he did more chew, and you're not down for that either. I liked this more than I liked the chew Well, because it's original chew, guys. Well, yeah. But, and, um, Rob Gilroy draws, like, the chew Tony and yeah. the guy in this. I thought then, the guy in the chew series was pretty decent. I mean, yeah. he's no Rob Gillery, but. No, 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 it was good. I just, I didn't, I don't know. There, it just didn't. It just didn't click with me, like yeah. I mean, it's nothing like amazing. It's just more of the same. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, don't need more. Chill. I don't need any more of it. I think. And I'm now done. you're making me I'll not want to buy it. I'll be good with the whatever sixty Maybe issue run of Chew. I don't know. He's kind of talking me out of it, Scott. He's kind of like, yeah. that seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm the I'm the voice of reason. This is weird. That is weird. I ordered this Afterlift by Chip Zarsky and Jason Liu. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why I ordered it. I think it's because it's... I like Chip... It says I, Eisner nomination. Yeah. That's probably why. I like Chip Zarsky because he did, like, Sex Criminals, which I haven't read, but I read, like, one issue that was pretty cool. And then he did that... Sex Friday. Criminals started out really strong. It doesn't go well. Uh, I don't know. I gave up on it. He's done some other stuff I liked. I can't think of what it is. I mean, he did that Spider-Man book. No, I didn't read the Howard the Duck. He did that Spider-Man book that I liked. The, like, Story of My Life or whatever. Peter oh. He also did... I think that was him. I think he did something else I like. But anyway, I I have a high opinion of Chip Zarsky. I think he said yes. Oh, he did another book. It's called, uh, man, it was an image book that I liked. I can't remember what it was called now. But it was like a sci-fi thing that was pretty good. But anyway, Still this water? book is horrible. Was it Stillwater? No, it wasn't Stillwater. <laughs> it was, uh, I can't remember what it was called. I can go find it. But Afterlift. So the premise is there's this lady... And another down on her luck, her life's crap, but she does, like, Uber driving. Like, she's like, but it's not Uber, it's something else. 
but she gives people lifts. Well, she picks up like a passenger and turns out it's like a, a demon and it's like a dead person that she's supposed to take to the afterlife. And she's roped into this and she has to do it. She can't get out of it. And so she basically has to drive this lady through like hell or to hell, basically. <laughs> and as she goes, she starts to think, well, this lady doesn't need to go to hell. And she doesn't like the, the demon who's with her. And of course she rebels and they go on this whole kind of, you know, journey through the afterlife and run into like, they take a wrong turn. They try to go to heaven, but can't get in. So they go here and it's like, I don't know. It's very uh, spiritual. Not really my thing. So it was yeah. okay. Okay. It just, hmm. it just felt very rote. Like there's nothing, I mean, the premise sounds kind of interesting, but it's just the execution just didn't really do much for me. Just, hmm. I just, it's just kind of mediocre, I felt. Okay. So, not, not my thing. Lock and Key? Yeah. They're doing something, what is this, like a... It's Lock and Key meets Sandman, isn't it? Well, that's one. That's, Sandman? That's the other one. This was just a mini series that they did, like a three issue. What? So how are they doing more Lock and Key? Because that book is done. Okay, so yes, this goes this backwards. Case. Explain lock and key. What's it called? Just lock and key? No, battalion okay. something. Oh, uh, it's like a side story. Yes, this goes backwards. So this is the story of the... the of the father? Yeah, like the... I think you're earlier than him. Like, it's in World War One, oh, okay. in the Titanic. So it's like the, the father of the father. Oh, okay. Whatever. Um, so back even further. Yes, so it starts out, and there's, like, I think it's a guy and his wife, and I think they have, like, three kids. And a submarine. Well, oh, that's no. the Titanic. <laughs> oh, Titanic. Yes. So, the one one kid, so World War One's going on, and the one of the sons, he wants to, he's only, like, 12 or 13 or 14, but he wants to go fight in the war. And so he, of course, he goes through like one of the doors, and he goes to like one of the recruitment offices, and and they they tell him no, he's too young or whatever. Well, he ends up, I can't remember. It's a cool story. The the art's awesome, but um, he ends up going into the. He gets into the war, like he makes a key or he uses one of the keys to like transport to the war, and he's like in a uniform, so he like is in the war, but then. He gets captured by, like, the Germans, and they realize that he has, like, these magical powers or whatever, and so he ends up bringing them back into his house, and the mom dies, like, she gets stabbed with, like, a bayonet or whatever, and then I think that son, he, like, commits suicide, like, he can't, he feels bad that, like, I'm ruining the whole thing, but he feels bad that like he brought the germs in and his mom died and so like he transports himself to like the titanic and then i was just looking at the back because i couldn't remember how it ended but like the dad like transforms into the giant or whatever and comes in and like save tries to save him but he doesn't he like drowned or whatever so like it's a tragic story the mom dies and the son dies or whatever hmm. Hmm. Um, but it's a cool it's cool it's it, it it's very much lock and key. You know what I mean? Like it's very high quality. It's it's both of the same guys. Yeah, it's Joe. So the story is awesome and the art is awesome and it's just like back back in the day. And then there was another one. This one was like a special. It had two. It's called Dog Days. It had like two little stories in it. Yeah. Um, the one was kind of comical. I didn't really like this issue. 
but the one was comical. So like the the two, this is set back in the the nineteen hundreds or whatever with this family, and there's there's three boys like in the story, and the one is like he starts off. They're like it's done in like little strips, like little, you know, comic four strips. panel strips, comic yeah. strips, and like. They're out mm. fishing, and, like, the the one brother or whatever, he, like, eats the fish, and then he says weird things like, you know, I wonder if his butthole smells like lunch, and then, you know, he's he's chasing stuff, and he's, like, digging water out of the toilet, you know, and you're like, what is going yeah. on? And then finally you figure it out. They use the key. They turn the dog into, like, a, a kid so they could, like, hang out with him. So he turns a family pet. So, I mean, he's doing all this stuff. And he's a he's a freaking dog. Gotcha. And, and it finally pays off, and you figure out what the hell's going on. They turn him back into the dog or whatever. But uh, it's a good payoff. You know, and then uh, so I I wasn't that impressed with this one as much as I were with the Was other. Was that one. Hill and Rodriguez? Too? Uh, yeah. But there's another guy that does one of the stories. Jay Photo. But uh, this one, so they did a Sandman Universe uh, lock and key where they kind of it's called Number Zero. Sandman Universe. Um, is it Daniel or is it Morpheus? It's uh, it's Daniel. Okay. Um, but uh, this one's a real heartbreaker. So it's that same. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's that same family. Um, but I think it's after the mom has passed on. So it's like after that. Maybe no, I don't think it is. I think the mom's no. in it. But Going anyway, back. mom's in there. Yeah, the mom is in it's here. And so, um, one of the you've read this one? No. Oh, one of the I've read any lock and key oh. that passed the main series. One of the sons is um, he's sick, and it's something that they can't cure or whatever. And so he basically um, he makes a special key because the kid's really into astronomy and he really likes the moon or whatever. And so he uses, he makes a key and he uses the key to make like a hot air balloon and he makes this uh, like fake uh, moon and they, they fly up to this moon and he leaves him up there and so he basically is saying goodbye to his kid. Like he's taking him to a place and there's a guy up there like somebody else that's going to stay up there and watch him but he's basically dying. So it's like his the father is like taking his kid to his death, like being with him in his last moments, and then I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it, but it really is, you know what I mean? Like it's like, hey, I'm taking my kid up, you know, and I'm gonna watch him die and say goodbye to him and leave him, but I'm putting him in a good place. He's gonna be happy. Like the kid doesn't even really know that he's dying. He just knows he's gonna stay in this place or whatever. Hmm. So. That's a little sad. Yeah, it is sad. And then I think I didn't read the back, but I think the back is just like a reprint of like like issue one of the Sandman or something. <laughs> well, it's Preludes and Nocturnes. Yeah, that'd be that would be. Um, and I didn't read it because it looked like because it looks like it's Sam Keith artwork, and I know they that didn't. would be Sam Keith for the originals. There, it's the Not dude summoning. Yeah, that's the issue one. Yeah, so I didn't read it. Hmm. Good call. Yeah, because it's a reprint. So, but the the lock and key story was really really good. Wow! So cool. They're good. It was good stuff. All right, planetary. Yes, planetary. Volume three. I totally got effing lost on this one. So you know you got these issues, and what's interesting here, I've got the single issues. So February of two thousand and one. 
You know, I think this one is June, actually, of 2001. This is October of 2001. Then all of a sudden, boom, October. I think it's like October of like 2003 or something. And this one's like December in there. And I don't remember where this one falls into. It's like 2005 or something. So somewhere in there around number 16, that's where it all fell off the rails for them. Where they just basically kind of go... Yeah, we got other things going on between Ellis and Cassidy, and they start taking forever. I mean, between issue 13 and I think by the time that issue 18 publishes, it's like freaking five years. Yeah. Well, so, here in this one, it says originally published in single magazine form as Planetary 13 to 27 from 2001 to 2009. Well, that's because, yeah. I know, the last well, one took. Well, here's what's really funny. Between 26 and 27 is three years. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. I knew it took forever for the last one. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, last Scott one Scott held out in single issues. He's I bought cool. them all. I had them all in single issues, yeah. Me too. And he has at the absolute. I do. I am so jealous of Don. You know, I just, like, worship him when it comes Whatever. to this stuff. He's got the coolest... You can you could have it just as well as I could. I could have, but I just wasn't sharp enough and just on the ball to order that type Pretty of sure stuff. you could still get them. <laughs> it's not like you can't you can't buy them. It's still there. <laughs> yeah, but they're probably like twice as much as what it. they originally were. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you so got planetary that kind of money though. At this point in time, you got planetary money. <laughs> I got planetary <laughs> money. Wow, so I got fourth else. man money here, man. I don't know if Bornells has any money left. He kind of got. Yeah, he's in some trouble. It's fine. So, uh, issue thirteen anymore. At the end of issue twelve, we knew that Elijah Snow is the, the fourth man. man. So he's like kind of pulling the strings. He is pretty much the person that runs planetary. And he's going after the Fantastic Four, right? Because they're the bad guys. Because the Fantastic Four. Four is the bad guys, and so he's trying to destroy them, take them down, because they are just you know fucking with everything. So, well, they find out in one of these issues that they destroyed a whole world just to... Well, that was previous. Yeah, that that was, yeah, it was previous. So the first one. issue, it's basically him meeting Sherlock Holmes. Well, right? basically, you're right. Yeah. The basic, and he gets trained by him. But the, yeah. The, yeah, so, so this that's is the whole key. point of that issue, right? The whole thing of the 13 is basically showing Elijah Snow back when he is, what, like 19, 20 years old, and he's... You know, figuring out, hey, the world is bigger, you know, than where I'm from. Because he's some yeah. country boy, you know, or something like this. He's got like a southern twang or something. Yeah. And, you know. He's a country bump. There you go. And he's going out to just try to find the bigger crap that's going on in the world. And you're right. By the end, he meets up with, you know, Sherlock Holmes. Because he wants Dracula. to, he wants to uh, you know. Yes. Learn from well, him. he's not dead. He's like, you know, that won't kill him. Well, yeah, but then well, he, he says, says well, he's going to chop off their head. I yeah, he's going to do off. that. Yeah, but I do love that where he freaking freezes him and kicks his nuts off, <laughs> clean off. So he's going to like, it's going to hurt clean. Like, it's going to hurt like hell. So anyway, but yeah, that's really pretty much all that issue is is a way to just pull in, you know, show that Elijah is learning from the, some of the best, you know, in gotcha. some ways, and the fact that. Sherlock Holmes is part of some little, you know, underground group because it seems like that's what they all do. And his underground group really wasn't doing much for the world at that point in time anymore. So, right. and so it was needing to be like a changing of the guard. So, 
Um, this is all flashback, right? This explains how Elijah Snow got captured the first time. Yes, yeah. And so mind wiped or put the memory blocks. Or that's right, the memory blocks. It's basically what you know. This was their chance to do the big battle against the four at that Pardon time, me. and. You they know, blew. I like this cover because it's kind of got like the X Files. You know, and is that what it is? I think so. I love the Thor homage. Did you catch the whole Thor homage with the uh, yeah the hammer the hammer and yeah. the cane? Oh, is that so? This one is the one then. Yeah, where they destroyed the. Okay, sorry, man. I'm getting myself yeah, mixed they up. They destroyed. Yeah, he walks in. He's like, they destroyed an entire. They're playing it just, just, weapon uh, just for just weapon storage. Just for weapons. Yeah, bastards. Yeah, no, that is freaking fantastic. But here again, he pulls back so in that whole thing too. about the. Uh, it's like sort oh, of matrixy. I was trying to look at some of the weapons, too, and see if I recognized some of them from other things, but I, I my comic knowledge isn't near as good as you guys, so there's probably lot. some crazy things there. But yeah, I did love the hammer, you know, and the fact that you, you know, because they said something about wielding it, too, you know, you had to yeah. be in a well, special suit to... Of a god or yeah, something. Well, and that was the whole thing, too. I mean, you... Because you, yeah, you, you had to tap it tap and... Tap the cane, and it would yeah. transform him into Thor. But I, I love the fact in this one, too, though, it's the visible woman, you know, and she's got to show up, and she's got the special headgear, you know, so that she can see, you know, and things when she's invisible. Yeah, right. Man, they were all ready for her and stuff. I mean, I, I love the fact that they were, like, they had a plan and then they didn't expect Randall Dowling or whatever to show up with a big fucking cannon or whatever like he did I don't know <laughs> but right uh, yeah that was weird because it like this thing shows up and then there's just a giant hole in the ground crater. yeah I'm like what the hell and then the next thing you know he's on the freaking operating table and it's like yeah we like playing with you so we're gonna screw around still Yep. So that, yeah, you're right. That's basically showing where Elijah loses his memory. And then we've got issue 15 where it's basically Elijah saying, hey, we are here to fuck with you before, you know, type things. And so it's the whole thing where it's, you know, a little bit more of the secret history of the earth and the fact that, you know, Elijah's been around and knows, you know, some of this type of things. And, and, uh, basically they <laughs> what they know is probably based off of his planetary guide so yeah he yeah. knows things and he's there to freaking cause them problems again and by the end of that one you know they kind of foiled some plans and stuff and then they jump a couple of years and now we go into the issue in which uh he's meeting up you know elijah here is still trying to make a plan i mean he's lost to the four once and now he's trying to figure out again here how the hell can I defeat this team? And so this time, this time he's kind of trying to, you know, okay, the first time I can't defeat him just on my own. So I, the feeling I get here is he's trying to recruit some others to try to help him out. And this one's all about uh, the like heart organization and tiger the, hidden you know. dragon shit. But that whole beginning <laughs> part of that one is so great. The widescreen format oh, yeah. type of things in the art that Cassidy does and through there. You know, this, like, nice martial arts battle, but yet with the, what would you say, the elements, you know, or something. Yeah. Oh, it's just... Oh, yeah, it's You good. can envision it. And, spinning but, I mean, it is. What You're flipping there. It's like eight, nine pages, and there's hardly any talk. It's just pure, yep. you know, uh, movement and, and stuff going on. I really like it, but there's really not a whole hell of a lot of uh, writing there in it. They put know. a whole lot of... So's in that one, dude. Like a lot of white. Eight of them. 
sews. The signature. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Stitching. Better be for as much as that book costs. Uh, uh, fuckers are never coming apart. That's good. But yeah, I'm, I'm really... I'm admiring the I really like, you know, a lot of... Mine is not put together quite. But there, I guess with my problem with sixteen glue, there's really not, there's really not much in this issue. Well, he's just recruiting the. I know he's just recruiting the. He's just like I'm like I'm gonna be five hundred years old. I'm playing a long game. I'm gonna sit back and watch you guys take each other out. And he's 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 like no, you don't need to. Here, I've got your boyfriend. So please join me, and I'll give you your boyfriend back. Okay, so, and then. the lost city of so, what is that? Opa Opa Gray? Gray. Yeah, is it's that a whole Tarzan motif? So I want to jump way ahead. Is that his kid? And no. she's just Chiquita. playing it off. Chiquita. I know she says that it. It's, no, she said no, it's Tarzan's kid. It's Tarzan's, she says it's Tarzan's kid. She but, does say that it's. But Tarzan's do you kid. think that it? Yes, I do. I think it's Tarzan's kid because of Chiquita's powers. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, I understand that it's Chiquita. Also, I think the timeline like, because the way the baby and. Because he'd gone for two years, he said. Yeah, but Eighteen months. But yeah, but yeah, he's only gone for almost two years. So that means Chiquita is old as shit, though, right? Because when does this one start? I don't know that they say. It starts oh, yeah, at, 30, yeah, 1933. So that means Chiquita was born in, what, 35? You know, yeah, maybe 36? So, you know, here they are at the turn of the century. I mean, she's freaking, you know, freaking 60 years old. Yeah, it's, looks it's like Greystone, Blackstock. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Great stone. It's yeah, it's totally Tarzan. Oh, it is Tarzan. And I love that they're like, yep, <clears throat> F you, we're shutting the city down. Oh, yeah. Like, we're burying You had a baby. Mofo. With an outsider. Yeah. Well, it's weird. They're like, yeah, stay away from the women. And then she's sleeping with like every dude. Right. It's like... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> True. Our well, I didn't know if it person? was, maybe she was really his because no, so. at some point they did sleep together and yeah, then he no. leaves. Yeah. And then, but his sperm is frozen when it comes out. He can't. <laughs> he's like he's pretty sterile. He's like uh, he's like yeah. I don't really like kids, and I don't want kids. And yeah. I thought maybe she's like, well, he's not gonna take care of her then, so I'll tell him it's the other one. Yeah. I don't know. I like is, that one. Yeah, this this is Tarzan great. say he's been 18. sleeping with animals in there? Did you catch that line? No, he said he's never slept with the... Well, he said, the, but you spent more than 20 years here without Brit- British morals affecting you. Surely you... Oh, I had sexual experiences, but here... Yes, but just not with... Well... He was talking about British women. No, he's talking about here. I think he's sleeping with the apes, dude. Really? Hmm. That's I what I got. Know. What did you guys take Where from that? I don't know. Maybe I didn't think about it too much. Maybe I wanted to... Right there. Read that line. What do you read from that? Oh, you spent more than 20 years here without British morals affecting you, sure. <laughs> oh, I had sexual experiences here, yes, but not with, well... Well, where's the one where he talks about... <laughs> why, why should I when there are English girls? Yeah, but he spent 20 years there... And he's like, yeah, I've had plenty of sexual experiences here, just not with her. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past <laughs> he sleeping with the apes. Yeah. Hmm. Is that this what he's saying there? I, I thought maybe he was that. talking about Jane. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it was Jane. <laughs> Could huh. be. All right. I, just, I didn't see you guys in a pickup. I, I did not. No, no I did not. not. Right. I did He's so. having primate love okay all right okay. and then the last one this one's awesome i love this. the gun club really i don't know i mean for 
Dude, I, I like it. Hitting the... But there's like nothing to it. I mean, yeah, but I how fucking cool is that? Back in the 1850s, they used a gun cannon to shoot <laughs> a freaking dude in the moon, a and there's shoot. three dudes, and they died in there. And like, they shot a giant the pellet the out of this freaking the, gun. This, International Space Station can't maintain its orbit, but somehow this but thing this maintains thing its orbit. It's it's circle the freaking moon and the Earth freaking like a hundred times. How cool track. is that? And then they jack with this dude and F him up big time. Yeah, like, that's that's true. I mean, the big thing is of this one is the fact that I love count. that he pops in and it's like, oh, explosives. Yeah, the big thing from is New York for a here Mr. is that they cut butt white. <laughs> it's like they cut William Weather. That's the big thing about this. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then and then Snow's like, hey, watch his neck. You don't want that thing to come on lodge. And then he just fucking kicks the shit out of it. Like, bam! I do love that fact, though. That's good. But that's I mean, a pretty good issue. That's cool. It's like yeah, they crack cool. this thing open and there's dudes with, like, metal. Yeah, they never had any well, plan to get back. Like, one of them is, no like, Jules Byrne, right? Yeah. Well, no, I think Jules Byrne launched him. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought, well, I thought he was... It wasn't clear to me. Like, I think he Because I thought he it. was writing, like, his going away. Like, yeah, oh, I'm that going, could be. but I, I may have missed it. No, so. no. It could have gone either way. I wasn't sure. But, yeah, I, I don't know. That, I like no, that. I like That's that cool. That's cool. I mean, you go back to 1851, and they're That's sending fun. dudes to the moon. Yeah, it was neat. <laughs> but they got no way to get them back, and they got I was no going to say, they didn't they exactly got... send them to the moon. They sent a slingshot <laughs> they, around the yeah, moon. Yeah, they orbited. <laughs> and they never, unfortunately, returned. Came There's, back. like, no windows, no freaking avionics equipment whatsoever. It's like, how the fuck did you expect it to get anywhere? I don't know. And they're all... But it's still... cool you guys were like, able to shoot it and kind of slingshot like, around. Like, how do you... <laughs> How do you just stay strapped into those things and die? Like, you're just like... Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. The, two of them could have ganged up on that dude and ate him, and then that dude could have ganged up on him and ate him. I mean, they could have they lasted a little longer. I mean, it's like... It's like the like back when you fought in the Revolutionary War, dude. Or like look where at you this, just look at this ball though. Where they, like they probably died where, as like, soon as the thing shot off, and know, they probably died within fifteen seconds of a whole, asphyxiation, man. A they whole, really had no air. A whole line <laughs> of guys stand up That's and they true. just shoot at they each other. They probably suffocated pretty fast. They got no oxygen, dude. That's true. See, they I was probably passed about, out. I was playing. I was playing the long game. I wasn't they got no oxygen. The... Yeah, I'm pretty sure they. I wasn't yeah. thinking about the oxygen. <laughs> I mean, they probably passed out from the G forces. They probably were unconscious. They had no oxygen, so they all never woke up. What do these levers do? <laughs> I mean, because even when, even when they sent um, the dudes to the moon, I mean, they did. They just had monkey levers. They control yeah, everything from down below. I mean, <laughs> I what know. are those levers gonna do in a ball? <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, spinning this way. Spin uh, yeah, it's all good. I loved. I just liked the. You like that issue? I just like this issue because it's like this long. I like that issue. This long cannon that they shot, and he's like. What, what the hell is this? I was like, looking around. What does he say? He says something like, they've been researching that stuff back in 2002 and they still have been able to crack it. <laughs> like they did it 150 years ago. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. It's amusing. I like Ooh, that issue. That was my favorite. Great. Out of all of them. All right. Cool. I just love that when he walks, busting that ship and it's full of explosives. Oh, yeah. I did like that, like, too. Here you go, buddy. 
right. I'm done. I'm done. Sounds good. Me too. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for talking about Justice League some more. Nope. We're done. Bye.